1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Our guest this week has over 30 years of marketing and business development in the surf industry, from Rusty to Reef to 20 years at Surf Hardware International. For those that don't know, that's FCS. He has an unmatched background and experience of the knowledge across many categories, which is why the last five years he's focused his time and energy and skills and expertise and insight and perspective with All Water Action Sports Consulting Firm. His services include, but not limited to, business and product development, marketing analysis, creativity, research, event marketing, and coaching. Damn, this guy. A jack of all trades. Right? We're excited to sit down, hear about his brand, Soulite, other projects and ideas he's working on, and we want to welcome the only guy that's been bitten by a shark. And struck by lightning, holy shot, we welcome Mr. Tyler. In one day. In one day. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tyler, Ty Callaway. Woo! Holy <laughs> smoke. All right, we have to start off with uh, the shark and lightning story because... Nobody's going to believe us. Yeah. So <laughs> you. let's start with that and then we'll dive into the beginning. Seems like a good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I was working, uh, actually, it was before I started working for Reef, I was like, I had my own little marketing firm, and I was in Florida, and I was visiting shops, kind of doing surveys, and kind of checking out the market before we launched a bunch of programs, and this, there was a, it was like October, there was a hurricane swell, and I went and borrowed a board from the uh, George Williams, the two Williams brothers, if you've been to Porto much in the in the 90s you, you knew those guys they were chargers 
And uh, you know, best so wave for pumping. You're like wave for pumping. Best surf I've gotten in Florida, like two foot overhead, stand up barrels, Stuart rocks, just insane. And uh, I lost a board, didn't have a cord, was swimming in the gutter. Just about the time I was, went to grab it, I felt this like wham on my foot, and it felt almost like an electric shock. And I jumped up on the board and was like, whoa, what was that? And then I could feel my foot was torn up. No. And I had a puncture on the end of my big toe, and I was like, couldn't feel the big toe. And so it took me like 30 seconds to get up the nerve to look at it, because I thought I was going to see like, no big toe. You know, I was already thinking like surfing, snowboarding is going to suck. Like no yeah. big toe. So, you knew that bad. Like it was bad. So yeah, I knew it was, was bad, but I, you know, pull it up. My big toe was all there. <laughs> I was like, okay, stitches. I could deal with that. Yeah. I had about um, 30 stitches worth of stuff on the top of my foot, especially like on the bottom where the calluses were, it wasn't bad, but but the top of my foot was pretty torn, torn up. So paddle out and it's the best day of the year in Florida, right? Like I paddle out and tell my buddies like, you know, I just got bit by a shark. And they're like, you did not. And I'm like holding up my foot. And they're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, you did. How long into the session were you? Oh, it was like an hour and a half. Okay. I got, like, I still remember a couple of the barrels yeah. that I got. And no yeah. leash, though. No leash. He didn't have extra leash, so no worries. And you're in, like, yeah. the whitewater area? Like, in the There's, like, a little gutter on the inside. And the okay. board was just floating in there. And I was, like, right to it. And it was like, wow. And uh, so. Did it, what, did it feel? Like fire? Big? You know, I could replay it in my... No, it didn't feel really big, but it had my whole front of my foot in its mouth, right? Yeah. And so I I go in, <laughs> and, and those guys don't come in, of course, because it's the best day of the year. They're like, oh, we'll be in, and I know that means like before dark, and it's like yeah. morning. <laughs> you know, so. Sorry, Ty, we're, uh, <laughs> we're going to maximize Florida time right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm standing there in the shower, like rinsing the thing, watching perfect waves peel off. And, and how did uh, your foot look? Like, my foot looked torn up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Were you tripping? A little bit, yeah. Were yeah, you for sure. A lot or No, I wasn't gonna bleed out or anything, but I, I couldn't drive. Like my foot was torn up enough where that's the gas in the brake foot, oh, right? Shit. Like so it was like, yeah, I can't really drive. One of their wives showed up and she was a nurse and she goes, Oh man, I'll take you. Like that. Because I was sitting yeah. there like rinsing it off in the shower. So Oh, good Samaritan. <laughs> Terry Williams. Yeah, thank you, Terry. Stitched, took Shout me, out took to me, him. got me stitched yeah. up, and, uh, you know, came back. The waves were better, and, you know, I, like my foot swole up like a pumpkin because, well, sharks don't brush their teeth, obviously, yeah. but, you know, it's like the doctor gave me antibiotics and everything. So I, I was just starting to work for Reef, and I had a size 13 sandal in the car, and it wouldn't go all the way on my foot. Because my foot was that swollen, right? Like 10 You're in a 10 sandal. The, yeah. Like, and the 13 wouldn't yeah, fit. Yeah, the 13 wouldn't fit. But it know? had it all wrapped up too, though, too. Yeah, yeah a bit. But, but swollen. But it, was, yeah, get it just strap. looked like club foot, you know? And so I'm, go I'm going in and out of surf shops after that. Like, I'm still doing it. Still, right? like, still doing Yeah, limping. And they're going like, that this is before. Day? Yeah. Okay. Cell phones, internet, all that was like, it was nice. You guys better, better put a freaking good order in. Yeah. <laughs> they were going like you're the guy we heard about you like you know news had traveled right so in that one day yeah in that in in that you know a few hours like so oh, was it morning that you, you i got hit this? probably like we were in the water at dawn i probably got hit at eight you know was stitched up by yeah. 10 and on the road again working fuck <laughs> man fat foot Talk and about all. putting 
business in front of uh, pleasure right there. <laughs> so I get down, you know, like do a few do a few stops. It's afternoon. Stop for gas, and it's Florida, right? It's a four o'clock thunderstorm. There's a construction site across the street, and there's a bunch of steel girders. I got the gas pump in my hand, wow. right? Hadn't started pumping it yet, and I, lightning hits the steel girders, and it's like being in an X-ray. It's like you know that across the street, across the street, lightning lightning strikes the, the steel, girders. steel girders. Enough and where you felt like the energy. I felt the energy go right through me, oh. and it's amazing. Like if I'd had that pump on, would it have blown up? I don't know, you know. But it was like that definitely crossed my mind. I was like, whoa! And fat foot and all, I don't think I touched pavement. I was straight into the mini mart. Like whoa, you know. And because uh, it's a, it's like a. If you've been by lightning like close by. When it hits, it's like, like, yeah, like the you energy, feel like you feel it, it and it's loud. It, it was, it was the biggest yeah. boom I've ever heard in my life. Like, a, like I, a white flash that you're kind of in, and then cub. It's not like a bomb going off across the street. So I was like, whoop, into the mini mart, like whoa. So you're you're at the gas station across the street from where the lightning from, actually yeah. hit some yeah. steel girders. Yeah, it was a but, construction site. Now, do you think you were grounded? I guess I didn't die. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like I didn't take the, did dir- your, did the your, direct hit. Well, let me let me tell the story. So I get in the I get in the mini mart like in one step. I swear, like <laughs> the yeah. And the, and the woman behind the counter, Florida woman, was like, "Are you all right?" And, and I'm like counting my limbs. I'm going like, "I think so," you know, like. And she goes, look at your hair. <laughs> and back then I had hair. And I look in the sunglass rack and I look at your kid with the finger in the socket. No lie. Finger in the socket like straight, that straight up. Fucking I'm doing amazing. Back to the future shit where the doc's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm licking my hand and like trying to slick it down. And it's like still wanting to come back so up. So you got like fucking I got zapped. zapped. I got zapped. She looks at me and she goes. What happened to your foot? <laughs> and I just walked out like mumbling, like I. You, know? you didn't tell her. Yeah, I just got hit by lightning earlier. I, I got bit by a shark. Yeah, I didn't tell her. Should buy a lottery ticket. I, did, I didn't buy the lottery ticket. I didn't get the surveillance footage to go on Letterman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I just walked out of there like happy to be only limping. You know, so oh my holy shit! So you. Did you fucking like wise up and go to your hotel hotel room and go? Well, my gonna work from that hotel. Yeah, room I'm working now. from home. Yeah, I gotta uh, chill out today. Yeah, well, my parents were were staying in South Florida, so I ended up there at night, and I didn't even tell them. I told them the shark story, but I didn't even tell them the lightning because I just thought they'd be like freaked out, too freaked out. Yeah. And about I don't know, ten years ago, someone I was surfing lowers with Kelly, and someone told Kelly like. Oh, do you know he got bit by a shark in Florida or something? So he, he comes up and he's like, hey, did you get bit by a shark? And I go, well, yeah, but that's only half the story. So I tell him the story and he goes, Tyler, everybody's got an I hate Florida story. Yours wins. <laughs> that, that's Kelly Slater telling you that. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I, I, and like our, it's, a lot of people get like bit by sharks in florida right yeah. it's like it's but they're not common. but they're not like no a little black tip is what it was yeah. they have serrated edges on their teeth like a great white but you know it's it's like a four or five footer yeah i've been there a couple of times and i was there for uh, u.s championships mm-hmm. and we're staying and we're, we're surfing off the pier only place that's breaking it's like yeah knee high maybe yeah. maybe a thigh high comes every once in a while yeah 
and these, you know, a bunch of people are fishing from the beach and off the, off the pier. And you just see coming from the south or from the north, you know, coming mm-hmm. down. And all the guys start lifting their lines up. You know, they're these, like fish are freaking hightailing it down the coast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, turquoise water. Yeah. Three feet in water. You know, three, yeah. three yeah. feet you deep. You can see. You can see. We're like, what the yeah. hell is that? And then the guys are like, oh, yeah, like schools of fish come. They're getting chased by sharks. We got to get yeah. out. Mm-hmm. We get out. And you watch this big, dark mass of, like, fish and, like, a dozen sharks chasing yeah. it. Yeah. And then they go down the beach. They wait 100 yards. And, like, okay. And they all paddle back out. And I'm like, yeah. Green wait, light. what? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're going. They're, they're just, they'll, mm. they won't be back. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this place. <laughs> it was, like, bizarre, though. You know? Like, yeah. it's just every day. It's, that's what they do. But I can't believe that you, of all people, on a work trip get bit by a shark and hit by lightning in one day. Like, that's got to be, yeah. That's in the record. first. It tripped me out, for sure. Did, so you did it. Um, was this, like, in, in surfing news at all? Yeah, I think they put it in Eastern Surf. There was a picture of me with, like, a, you know, smirk on my face and, like, my foot. Yeah. With a bunch of stitches in it and stuff. So it was like documented. That. It's documented. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. My, but no one's probably heard that story in a long fucking time, right? No way. No, yeah. I mean, you know. This late, was in what year? Oh, uh, 94. Oh, shit. That's what I yeah. mean. Like, there's yeah, no yeah. Age. So, no cell phones. Yeah, or anything. yeah 30 years no ago. Internet. Going no on internet. Not going on 30 years. I'm right? going to have to hopefully dig through the yeah. information superhighway and find something. Yeah, there's it. an Eastern Surf that has that in there for yeah. sure. And yeah. it's funny. I started, you know, getting calls from people when that thing came out. Like, oh, are you all right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> no, what? Tell. Do you think it changed your life at all? Because, you know what I mean? Like, something that, like, no, you know, I should have written. No, let, let's say it did. <laughs> it energized you. Yeah, maybe. No, I should have. That's why you're doing so light boots right now. That's it. Yeah. Shark proof. <laughs> yeah. Not really. But no, I, you know, I'm still waiting to write the book, What Are the Odds by yeah. Tyler Calloway. No right? shit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the very beginning, Ty. Very beginning. Yeah, where you grew up and how'd you get into surfing? Yeah, well, unlikely, right? I was born in New York, raised in New York, kid in, in Manhattan, and then... The city. Yeah, yep, East 81st. And then, uh, luckily for me, my dad retired when I was about 11, and that's when I started surfing, you know, in eastern Long Island, and a little town called Quag, so about 45 minutes from Montauk. So yeah. your dad... And you, your family lived in the city. Yeah, we lived in and the city. We go to Long moved. Island in the summer, and then my dad retired. His company got bought out, and he retired a little early and moved out Sick. to Long Island. And and uh, if you don't mind me great. asking, what, what was your dad's business? He was in a sugar business, and uh, Borden York. bought out the sugar company, and so he just you know he was older already, and so he's like, okay, well that's my my cue now. I can go. So like a brand that's on the shelves or, you know, or... For, no, because it was, they were like a supplier to, mm-hmm. you know, Domino or, you know, yeah, all, like the, all the other... Wholesale stuff, so, like, yeah. yeah. But, cool. uh, yeah, so, you know, lucky for me, the timing was good and I got to, you know, grow up in eastern Long Island, you know. Manhattan was cool, but, like, as a kid, you don't want to be in Manhattan. When you get older and there's a lot going on in there, then you want yeah. to go in, but... What, what did you do up until then as, as a kid in, in the city of New York as... Oh, like we've no, we've interviewed a couple people, but yeah, I mean, you know, you'd pl- play soccer in school. I used to skateboard in Central Park. I remember learned to ski on a hill in Central Park with snow and <laughs> stuff. You know, like 
pack up the thing and yeah. go down. You're a little kid, so yeah, you, everything's you know, big. Yeah, it's, it's all you know. And that was a uh, you know that was kind of early '60s in New York, right? So it was a pretty cool time. It was a much safer thing when we were leaving New York. It was like right after Martin Luther King got shot, and you know there there was just like the country was divided and it was going through kind of different but similar strife to what we're going yeah. through now you know yeah so uh going out to eastern long island felt you know pretty cool yeah so, so you was that like your summer vacations yeah it was summer vacations my Mostly, whole life yeah. you know but getting to your dad had you a know. spot there your family yeah had a spot. yeah nice yep so, so you saw surfing and you were at the beach prior yeah, to going? Was, yeah, I mean, there was no boogie boards. It was like little inflatable rafts. And mm. we'd, you know, pump them up as hard as they would go and stand up on them. And, yeah. You know, and it's just, I always love the ocean. It's, what what uh, beach surf breaks are you talking about? Well, Town of Quag doesn't have any, you know, kind of renowned surf breaks. And, and there, the sandbar moves around, right? So if you're a surfer there, you're checking... You know, after every storm, you're kind of looking for the new rip bowl sandbar. They move around and, yeah. and, you know, you find it. And it used to be like it would just be you and your friends for a long time. You know, it was probably, you know, 15 years ago when I went back and I found one. I would go back like every September. I'd wait, put a frequent flyer ticket on ice. And as soon as I saw a hurricane that was looking good, I would quick strike, you know, strike mission. Yeah. And, uh, but we're surfing this little river mouth, this pond had let out a perfect left, and you know, there's like five of us, and I'm you know, that's kind of what it used to be. An hour later, there's 50 people, and it was like, oh, yeah, everybody's got a cell phone now, yeah, it's like, oh, it's going off, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a camera there, and too, it's right? like, yeah, maybe yeah. now, yeah, yeah. So, so when uh, East Long Island, mm-hmm. I've been to Long Island, mm-hmm. like the Hamptons, yep, that's where like, it is, is that where it is, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's right next to West Hampton. It's a little town called Quag was where I was. Okay. It's about 45 minutes, hour from Montauk. Yeah. You know, hour and a half. The surf scene wasn't as developed then, There was... I mean, there was a little one back then. There was some really good surfers. Like, Ricky Rasmussen came out of there. Yeah. And famously, like, stepped into Big Pipeline and, you know, was on the world tour and, and did really well. And so he would come back, you know, in and out through the year, and, and he really influenced... Me and my best friend Michael Shermeyer, who started making boards and kind of taught us how to make boards yeah. and stuff. So. so you're about eleven or twelve that you yeah. got into surfing. Yeah, um, and you guys live out there now. Yeah. So how, what yeah. was your first board? My first board was a Bunger. So Bunger was a you know local um, board builder. Still, his son's still doing it. There, you know, got to be 60, 70 years of yeah. Bunger surfboards, right? It was a good Long Island brand. And, you know, surfing, like, endless summer. I saw it when I was about eight, I think. And I knew that's what I want to do. I was already playing in the ocean, right? I was like, that's what I want to do. You know, I didn't get a surfboard until I was probably 11. But, you know, it was a a good start. And uh, long, cold winter in Long Island. You know, it's like, you know, you got boots and gloves after after Halloween. And you don't get them off till Memorial Day, kind of, you know, right around. So then, yeah, so. like you see yeah, the you spike, guys. you see the spike in yeah. surfers, and then they just all go away. Yeah, you know, except yeah. for those living there that are diehards. Yeah, but. yeah. There was a there was the best some of the best waves on the East Coast were right in that little area. There was this inlet called Threes that was just amazing right hander, and 
the tide in the inlet would like supercharge the thing and it was deep water to shallow like full barrel there was all these jetties in west hampton the next town over that would come right off the tip of the jetty and would actually barrel and grow so we learned how to ride the barrel as little groms pretty pretty early and you know ricky having been three years older than me and having been to hawaii coming back and you know he was a big influence making boards for us and showing us how to make boards and and you know that so it was a was there a lot thing. of kids your age no just a, surf or yeah, no? a couple handfuls yeah. you know but um what you know just in our wearing? little area you know i remember i had a body glove um and it had a beaver tail like you know had the, but it had a high neck which was you know kind of the like first the time suits? yeah well kind of but just like a mm. you know a little higher neck because body the early ones had like tail. a t-shirt neck they were made for out here right yeah. and you go through a wave and the whole thing would just flush and it's oh. freezing so, so those, those no things legs. were good no no you had a long you know, like a long john okay and then you'd wear this you know jacket over it that had a beaver tail but it wasn't cool to snap up that beaver tail between your legs because it kind of cramp your nuts a little bit you know <laughs> and so you'd always leave the thing hanging right and so it looked like a squirrel's tail yeah. you know, i was you know i was a little kid i had buck buck teeth and i'd be coming down the line with that little thing flapping behind me and my nickname was rocky the flying squirrel <laughs> <laughs> now so, the truth comes out yeah so oh, i'm gonna so, change his nickname uh, <laughs> <laughs> rocky the flying squirrel no that's yeah true. so that that was the early early beginnings but I mean, now those jetties are filled in. They extended the jetty in that inlet, and there's still good sandbars around there. The right swell direction, pump in. Yeah, but they move around, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, the East Coast gets so good when it's good because you get these crazy, wedgy, wind swelly beach breaks. Short interval. Short interval. Super steep. Have you surfed it before? Yeah, not not like the Hamptons or up there, but just, yeah, more. More and you get a south end. Yeah, and a hard offshore wind. Like the, you know, the surf comes up when the low gets close to the coast. It's coming from here going across, right? And as the low pressure gets close to the coast, it sucks the moisture into it. So the wind comes onshore and it gets stronger and stronger and blows and blows. As the low goes off the coast, the wind clocks around because it's wrapping around the, the center of circulation. And then the wind goes offshore. So... Your dream scenario is that happens first thing in the morning, mm. and you're on it when it's the peak of the swell, whatever size it is, right? Your nightmare is it happens like right at dusk, and yeah, then the by the next morning, it's blowing yeah. offshore the whole night, and the next morning, you got meager leftovers usually, yeah. you know, what, usually. What was like your surf like shop vibe? Where did you guys get equipment, and like where'd you hang? There was a bunch of surf shops. There was. Um, I heard they closed though. Like come you know October. Then a lot like, of them. A lot of them did, but some of them were year round. Okay. And, and there was guys that made boards before Rick. There was there was guys that made. It was a cool little kind of hippie surf scene, you know, even in the early mid seventies, you yeah. know, and. Uh, so, but yeah, sometimes we'd have to drive halfway to the city to Bunger, which was a big sh- shop to get, you know, I remember we got the first urethane skateboard wheels and just like game changing stuff, yeah. you know? And so Bunger was the, the. Well, Bunger was a bigger shop, yeah. you know, the out, out, we were kind of the outpost. Like now the Hamptons has blown up and become this like super wealthy, you know, recreation yeah. area for the, 
for the uber rich and and entertainment uh, industry yeah everybody yeah. you know it's malibu east right like yeah, kind yeah. of thing and fire island is like uh, off fire island's closer to the city it's, it's another a- barrier beach it's it's you know it's um another beautiful area yeah you know Just- i surf fire island way back in mm-hmm. the day in high yeah. school yeah, i've never it. surfed it but it i've really heard it's good, really good my friend and i gus buckner uh his dad flew us cross country on mm. a Cessna plane, and his dad bought a. Did I tell you the story? Bought a beach house on Fire Island, and he, we went there to like refurbish it uh-huh. and you know clean it up, paint it, yeah. so we could start renting it out. And we the plane sat four people. It was a fucking twin engine. No surfboards, and you flew. No, we put we brought one surfboard, one wetsuit. And we fucking and shared off. it, yeah. How and you cool. can't. You guys flew from the West Coast in the all Cessna? the way there. Wow! It took us like three or four days because uh-huh. we stopped in like yeah. cities and and like it was mm-hmm. pretty crazy. It was fun. I bet. But the story is not about me. <laughs> should never be about. It you. Should never be. About <laughs> me. You guys. So so, Hamptons. Um, when did you start getting you know good and. I, you know, did you, I feel like was there like a contest scene that? Yeah, the ESA was was a pretty vibrant contest scene, <clears throat> all local chapters kind of thing, and you know, pretty competitive. Especially like we'd go up to Long Beach and Gilgo Beach, and those are closer to the yeah. city, so there are a lot more surfers. And I caught Gilgo Beach a couple years ago, yeah. fucking firing. Yeah, all those places. Foggy kind of, though is weird. Hmm. When like they perfect have, lefts. Yeah, when they have their moment, man, be there then. Yeah, right, because it's amazing. But you know, blink and you miss it yeah. on the East Coast, right? Surfed it with the. Uh, yeah, they're not coming. The swells are. Yeah, yeah, they're, it's going. They're, they're coming from really close, so yeah. they come. They're yeah, come and go really quick. Blink and you miss it. <laughs> Surfed yeah. it with Sammy Hito, who owns Bungers. Oh right, Sayville. Yeah, yeah, Sayville, cool. Yeah, Sayville. Yeah, Sayville. Yeah. 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 What do you Sayville? And I, Aubrey Dilatush and. Um, Josh Berg, and yeah, it was fucking super fun. Warm water, but it was foggy, so it was weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. I hate the fog. Even Ugh. when we get it rarely here, yeah, yeah. I despise it. It's such a bummer because yeah. usually it's when it's pretty damn good waves, yeah. and it's like yeah. it's just frustrating. You're like, yeah. one, I don't want to get run over, yeah. and two, it's like, <laughs> God, you get rip, you can't rip. Yeah, and the yeah. last time I went was last I forget last year. The waves were good, mm-hmm. and um, they had the the grudge match oh, the, showdown. Uh huh. And um, fuck, you were there in the winter. It wasn't oh, full. fall. Right? Yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah. and um, they had killer waves mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, but then the tide kind of got too high yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, it's, Rob know, Kelly won, I think. And yeah. Then, um, he wins a lot of those. That yeah, that's good. And Sam Hammer was in the in the final. Sam mm-hmm. Rips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, the the East Coast like surf culture vibe is you know it doesn't get that spotlight like California does, but it's so like enriched and packed. Yeah. And you know, you're saying the you know ESA was yeah, it's it's pretty core because you know it's like your waves come ninety percent of the time from a storm that's passing over you, you yeah. know, and going out to sea, and so like today like low pressure you know i'm like all i start to tingle a little bit and it's just like i know there's no waves here right now but you know still that low pressure is kind of like my old surf jones like oh oh, yeah yeah. the the winds are changing it's supposed to be pumping like midweek 
Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. But yeah. Yeah. crappy winds. It's going to be crappy yeah. winds, but the yeah. waves are... Yeah, it's, like, it's going to be 8 to 10 feet. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're calling. Which Big surge. Yeah. But ESA was a cool thing. The championships were in Hatteras every year at those those jetties at the lighthouse. It was just a big reunion of all the good surfers. And you, you kind of at those things, you know, like you do. You meet all the rippers from yeah, up and down up and the down coast, coast and yeah. all the surf shop owners. And, and so, you, you know, I started there. I, I really credit that with, like, being a big part of my life because I made friends there. Everybody knew me. You know, I did pretty well in a bunch of those things and and uh so when i went into repping you well, know before that let's talk about your amateur okay well accolades yeah. and and uh <laughs> yeah like i mean sponsors I, like first mm-hmm. sponsors well i think first sponsor was shinnecock surf shop right shinnecock shinnecock still around uh no yeah. no but it's right in hampton bays it's kind of right in that area and and uh, and they and they made boards, lizard surfboards. They were big Jim Morrison fans, and uh, you know after that it was Ricky Rasmussen made all our boards. And, and uh, are you Goofy Foot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Ricky's Goofy Foot yeah, too, right? Yeah, and long lefts in Long Island, like New Jersey has rights, Long Island has lefts okay. most of the time, right? So you know it was made to order, just being a little Goofy Foot with all these little sandbar jetty barrels you know it was yeah. just really really fun In, any siblings no i was a um change of life baby my dad had been married before so i had two half brothers okay. that were like 20 years older and uh but i was the only and, and when i you know i bring that up because usually you know if you have siblings it's either they're you're getting in them into it or they yeah. got you into surfing yeah were your parents supportive of like so going supportive. after surfing so supportive you that's right that my dad used to take me and my friends to the beach in the winter, you know, three groms in the back of a big Chevy station wagon. Yeah. You throw a little rug down, load us all and our boards in the back of this huge station wagon. He'd stand on the beach for an hour or two hours, like when the waves were good, when it was cold, like making sure we didn't drift out to sea or drown or yeah. something, you know? So he, he um, you know, I owe him so big for that because that, I built my life around surfing, yeah. you know? And that was, he kind of was... So, you, you know what? He was my first sponsor, let's face yeah, it, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so when, when you so. got your first sponsors, was it just like they saw you surfing and they put you on? Or did you do Local like... Local hot kid? Yeah, I think, you know, because you're winning contests, you know, that, you know, even though it was a kind of fledgling little scene, it, it's still the same scene that was everywhere else, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's so... Yeah, so so that was it, you know? And, and you know, it was just kind of, you get a little of this, a little of that. And, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, but how how great is it though when you do get a sponsor and how stoked you get all jacked up <laughs> as a kid? You're just like you're, you're just so amped. You're, you're six inches taller instantly, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you got all the other bragging yeah, rights. You got mm-hmm. all the other kids at school are, are playing just traditional like you know team sports and stuff. Yeah, and they don't probably get it. And here you are yeah. decked out in new gear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, well, back then, there wasn't any clothing sponsors. Like that's how old I am. Yeah. Nobody was. I mean, maybe like Quicksilver wasn't around. Maybe there was some. Somebody was getting some OP shorts. Like Mike Purpose was getting like some Catons. Yeah, and that you know that was the first clothing I ever got. I went to the U.S. Championships in Hatteras and then in Texas, and Caton 
you know, was Nancy Caton always gave us shirts. And she, you know, she would come out herself, you That's know. so crazy. And, uh, oh, to yeah. the contest. And, to the contest, yeah. yeah. You know, and she, I mean, she was great not marketing young Come time. with a box of goodies yeah. and be like, that kid rips. Here you go, yeah. kid. You know, Pat yeah. O'Neill gave me a wetsuit, you know, like back in the day. Like, you know, and, you know, but those were the guys that were doing it. It was a cottage industry, right? Yeah. Like that was, but it was also like, seemed big time compared to what had gone before. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you're talking about surf shops and if people like were to go back in time, if you took a picture of a surf shop, it it was bare bones. Like, yeah. There it was boards and wetsuits. Yeah. You know, and, and, and some maybe... some trunks. We used to call them baggies back then, right? Like, yeah. Those are, oh, new baggies, bro. Yeah. yeah. Nobody said bro back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, dude. Yeah. There was, yeah, maybe a little dude back then, but no bro. Yeah. <laughs> Not but there. Grom was yeah. a frequently used word? No, because that no. came from Australia, like in the late 70s, early 80s, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Grammy yeah. then. <laughs> no, we, we were in between Grom and Grammy. Okay. We were okay. In, that, in that sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Kook. <laughs> yeah. Kook yeah, wasn't born, I bet, for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Hodad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think that Hodad was, that, was that, that one was worn we out. Should, we should do a little, like, yeah. list, surf, list, surf speak over the surf, years. Uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What surfers say. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a... <laughs> It'd be entertaining. Yeah. So, were you good in school? Like... I was never great in school. I had dyslexia as a kid, you know, and, and uh, like I, I was, you know, it's like that kind of thing when you can't read really quickly. Like in college, I had to take a speed reading course to get like up to normal reading yeah. level to just keep up with the reading. But, you know, when, when you are, you know, challenged in some ways, you make up for it in other ways. So yeah, I was yeah. really good, like listening speaking understanding stuff because i didn't like to read because yeah. it was slow yeah. it was you know it's yeah. not that i couldn't but like to read a you know catcher in the rye or you know even that seemed like a long book yeah you know to read that runs in our family my i was dyslexic and it, mm. I, I feel for my kids but now there's mm. all kinds of like tutoring and tools but it sucks you well, know and there's yeah. all this evidence of some of the you know world's greatest entrepreneurs are yeah. that you know and it's just I think you look at the world differently and you process stuff differently and it makes you, it's just like, you know, blind people can hear and smell and sense so keenly. Yeah, you just, you know, you you go to your strengths naturally as a human. You're like way before your, your age. Amateur surfing was happening, yeah. But pro surfing wasn't really. We were the start. Like Ricky came back and was like, "Yeah, I'm a pro surfer. I'm doing this." And so, all right, well, all right, that's a good. That sounds good. We'll be pro surfers too. Yeah. Right. right? So yeah, it wasn't so really endorsements. It was like you're making a little bit of money at the contest. That yeah, was it. that's it. And Maybe he, enough to get to the next one if you're lucky. He was a yeah. shaper. He was a shaper, yeah. but he was a really good surfer. Yeah. And I uh, have a. A breakout magazine or... With him in it. Yeah, yeah like a yeah. full article on him. I was just yeah. uh, looking through it last night and saw Ricky Rasmussen because I've yeah. heard that name before. He kind of got into drugs, right, at the end there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he ended up... Who had you know, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, he was... Like, his dad was a was a ex-pro basketball player, test pilot for Grumman Aerospace, ex-Marine, 
His dad was super badass, right? Fuck. And Ricky was trying to be the same badass, but his own way through surfing and doing all this stuff. So he was just a pedal to the metal guy, which yeah. explains how a guy from New York paddles out a pipeline and gets noticed, you know, when it's bombing. Yeah. Right? And people go like, whoa. You know, and it was so cool to see Balaram win the, the pipe master. Yeah. You know, because, I mean... No one from you New get, York in a long get, time. No one from New York in a long time, but, you know, there are waves back there that prepare you for stuff like that. You know, obviously Hawaii is just on a bigger scale, yeah. but it, there's a lot of similarities to a good day, yeah. you know. It's funny you um, brought up... Take away the pack and the reef and, you know, a bunch you, of other stuff, but, you know. But if you have the, the guts and, yeah. you, and you have the skills, like, yeah. Yeah. It's just you just got to get that opportunity. Yeah, and it's lining it up behind the peak, right? Like, just, okay, there it goes, right yeah. through. We're launching Balaram's uh, episode this Friday. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Funny that you should mention that. Yeah, no, hey, props to you, Paul. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. No, it's, huge a, it's incredible. It's I was going to... Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up too is like his dad how fucking badass his dad was right mm-hmm. Ricky Rasmussen's yeah. dad yeah those guys those, that generation the older generation yeah we talk about it a lot is mm-hmm. like how gnarly they were yeah as far as like swashbuckling yeah crazy yeah manly things well, yeah he would eat were- the glass at the <laughs> local bar like just to blow people's minds like you know not all, but like he would like like that, people would Ricky I mean, or no, his dad. Like, and you know, I never saw it, but there was plenty of people Legend, that did. Right. Like, it was, it was, it was verified. You yeah. know, so yeah, you're right. That's that's where it came from. And the thing, you know, it was sad the way that Rick died, and it's it, such a cautionary tale, not unlike Andy's story. Yeah, you know, where it never really saw the light of day because of how it happened. Yeah. And you can't help but wonder, like, how many kids would see that and take caution from, like, these guys had the world by the tail. They were bulletproof. They thought they were. Yeah. Yep. Turns out, maybe not, yeah. you know? Turns it's, out they weren't. It's the fine it's line, not, man. What, you know, what, it is. Yeah. Even though if you're a recreational or you're a mm-hmm. drug, you know, addict and you're yeah, doing yeah. it, you know, some people... Yeah, it's they the chemical just, imbalance that they could, sets yeah. it off. I don't know what. Yeah. It, I mean, well, and once you get into the hard stuff, like it's no so powerful and so bad, like it takes you, you know. And that's the thing that we've all seen it growing up, yeah. you know, in our peer groups. Like you can't grow up in the ages that we did without knowing someone that yeah. was struck by it, and you know, it hits all you know socioeconomic levels right it's like such, it's just yeah, it's, it, it tears through the community and and you yeah know, it's not talked about enough and yeah it's, you know really yeah it, it's crazy when the forefront. It, when you think about how gifted some of these people are like yeah. that you're like you would never have thought yeah they were unhappy or you know what i mean yeah it's just a you know like, you're like tom, fuck you like tom like you said you're tom carroll when he wrote his book he came out you know yeah, like that yeah. was like what the hell yeah yeah like, but it's such a common thing right like surfing is such an adrenaline sport right and so so many people like they're looking for that next rush yeah. and then they find it like easy easy load from i don't have to know, go paddle that way i mean i could just i could just yeah. you know do some sure. drugs and feel like that yeah, yeah. That's cr- and yeah. then it takes them 
Surfing is down. a hell of a drug. It takes him for a ride. The only drug, yeah, the only drug you need. Good for Tom for coming out and good for Tom for beating it. You yeah. know, grappling with it, beating it. Like, that's, you know, we need more stories like that. Yeah, right? yeah like for that's, sure. So going back to you, amateur contests, Rick Rasmussen's pro. Yeah. So, so did that put The a, thing that I, that I just want to say about Rick was... His boards were so far ahead of their time. Hmm. He, you know, he was a young guy, he was a smart guy, he was a good surfer, and learned to shape. And then, because he, he was on the tour, traveling all around the world, looking at everybody's boards, looking at, you know, yeah. he'd be with Terry Fitz, looking at his boards, or Wayne Lynch, looking at his boards. He'd be with Brewer. He'd be with, yeah. you know, all those amazing shapers, you know, of the time, looking at boards, and his boards were really really good and that enabled him to do what he did on a lot of ways and be way ahead of his time yeah. right like um if you go back and you look at the surfing he did at g land when they won that emmy on wide world of sports yeah. that that all that stuff was like that with Greggy harrison yeah, yeah yeah he was the you know celebrity that that went with him yeah and um i gotta find that one so jerry so, him and no jerry wasn't on that one oh, that okay. was um, different different trip. Yeah, that was okay. different different trip. It was they Merkel was the filmer Dan Merkel. Yeah, and they won an Emmy award for that. Yeah, I thing, think I know? saw I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, it's on there. Well, you man. know, it's ABC Wide World Sports. But like, if you go back and look at the surfing that he was doing in 1970, I guess seven, eight, maybe. It was on par with the, the best. Well, it was way ahead of all a lot of the other stuff, you know. Yeah. And the boards were, you know, he tuned in boards to take that progression, progressive leap of performance. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny. And, we had uh, Jim Kempton, uh huh, and uh, he told us he he credits high, high performance surfing mm-hmm. to George Greeno, mm-hmm. kneeboard, kneeboarding. Yeah. He's yeah. like tube mm-hmm. and like up and down. Yeah. Vertical. Like vertical surfing. And I'm, we're like, what? Yeah. A kneeboarder? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I mean, like, think about it, you know, like yeah. the bottom turns and the yeah. off the tops. And he's like, yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of stand up surfers. Because of that equipment know. was, you know, like most of the boards yeah. were trimming down the line. That's yeah. what they saw from longboarding. They're like, well, yeah. you're going faster, a couple little fades. And then the kneeboarders were just like pivoting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely. when, uh, you know, um, gosh, who who was uh, who went down to the San Diego? Was it Dave that had the Dave, kneeboard? Yeah, he yeah. has kneeboard. Uh, what? Not kneeboard. Fish yeah. stolen. Steve Lips. Oh, David Nueva had had his. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they you know, crucified. It was, it was the Steve Steve Liss contingent. I but guess. that was the board where he was inspired from the kneeboarders in yeah. that same era, where yeah. like. You know, yeah, what, that was it. Well, you got a shorter rail. You're not on a seven six anymore. You got a five six. And right? then he brings it down and they, they hijack it. Like it's like yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> hung it from the pier and spray painted "Good Luck, Dave." I remember seeing that in the magazine. Like, yeah, as, as a little kid when I lived in New York. You know, just like ooh, okay. So were you? <laughs> and I rode a fish, Ricky. You know, before he started making boards, he got a fish. We all, you know, and like that unlocked little waves and yeah. you know, building speed and. All that, so yeah, cool. that's cool. What, yeah. Was it tw- was a twin fin first on a on a kneeboard, or was it on a surfboard first? I think twin fins. Like I had just started surfing. It was like seventy or seventy one. Yeah, they were 
you know, twin fins and like Corky Carroll had a model. Yeah. Every, you know, bunch. And then um, it was only a year or two later when the fish came out, you mm. know, came out of San Diego and, and Steve Liss. And it, it was such like the old twin fins pre-MR, right? Like MR revolutionized the twin fin. But that first generation of twin fins were pretty doggy for the most part, right? right. Like there was probably a few i've served a couple of those in the the 70s event we have up here yeah they're hard yeah Yeah. i mean just really wide and straight and thick yeah that's it (laughs) yeah Yeah. wide straight and thick yeah yeah at the kate board swap uh Mm -hmm. a couple weekends ago some guy had some vintage stuff laying out and this one, uh, it was like a knee board, and the fins were set way in the on the tail. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just yeah. like, did that work? Yeah, like, usually they have them way up because they're kneeling in their yeah. lower center of gravity. And like, I don't know if this thing them. was for real or not, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I think at that time, everybody's just experimenting, know, experimenting yeah. with everything. Yeah. Yep. You know? So, yeah, I guess, you know, East Coast, ESA, and just going up and down that, that really laid the foundation for me to... To go, you know, I went to college in Hawaii. I couldn't wait to, I want to be a pro surfer, right? So, so you went to Hawaii you for You wanted the, to be a pro surfer. Yeah, I went to okay. Hawaii for the U.S. championships. Before you go to college, though, were you and your friends like traveling? Traveling to other spots, like a little bit like Hatteras or? for the East Coast championships, but that was like, you know, we'd go with somebody's mom. Or the last year I think I went before I went to Hawaii. It was the first year I could drive down there, yeah. you know. And Did you so, guys ever go to, like, Mexico or Barbados? No. Or Any family trips? No, I mean, with my folks, I went to Florida and surfed yeah. down there a few times, you know. Riviera Beach and, nice. you know, just Palm Beach area, you know. That was a cool little little spot. Um, but yeah. Hawaii, Hawaii yeah. was on your list. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that was that was where you had to be if you wanted to be. That was where all the action was, right? And, you know, Rick was already going there so we had a you know all the we'd heard all the stories yeah. right like that's what it was yeah right so you got to spend some time with rick grass yeah yeah and he was a really positive influence on our early lives like things got got weird later you know and you know my best friend michael Shermeyer, who learned to build boards like became you know the best shaper surfer in that area um you know, we learned a lot from him, but then, you know, like I said, things things got weird after after so many years. Yeah. You know? So yeah. you're graduating, and you're like, okay, I'm going to college, but I still want to push push this. Well, no, I, I went. Uh, I went to the U.S. Championships. I couldn't. You know, I was really focused on that, and you know, luckily for me, it was in Alamoana because it moved around. Right. It yeah. was in Texas one year, and and uh, Florida, Florida and Hatt- Hatteras, Florida. and then out here. I think they had it at Trestles one one year, um, and so I went out there and got a job and and working for Ed Searfoss in a you know his factory surfboard factory like cleaning up in Hawaii and, yeah in Hawaii you know told my parents hey I'm you know I'm, I'm staying I'm not coming back and they're like you got to go to school yeah you know and they, and they is this after they, high school yeah okay. I was out of high school so you know luckily for me they they basically bribed me to go to you know go to college yeah. And, and I learned, you know, I feel like a, being dyslexic, so wait, especially. You went out to Hawaii for the championships. Yeah, and then and stayed for college. Stayed, okay. Yeah. Got a job. Yeah, got a job in a surfboard factory. I mean, that was, I. you know, I was like, okay, I have retrieved my dream, right? Yeah. Like, 
And, um, you know, thank God I did go to college because I, you know, I'd probably still be working in a surfboard factory. And, you know, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Some of my, you know, a lot of my best friends do that. But um, it was your path to go. To well, I was never very good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have been, so been a poor, skinny <laughs> what, what was maker. Um, country surfboards was what Ed's factory was called okay. at the time. Yeah. So and yeah. he's still there. He's still got Country a factory. Surfboards is like a That's big still brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Roger yeah. Hines, I think. Roger Hines it. was involved. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think Ed Surfos still owns the label. Ed to this day does most of the restorations mm. for Randy's board auction. You okay. Know? And Ed was just like a uncle to me. You know, welcomed me in and you know, is that you know, South kid North with Shore? blonde hair down to his shoulders, right? How like, to you too? <laughs> How is this North Shore or South, South. Shore? North Shore. North Shore. North Shore. Okay. Yeah. So I moved out to the North Shore and I lived there. And I, I got I to gotta skip back because I have another story that, that's where it just... I was at the U.S. Championships in Texas with Rick and Michael and, and all this. And I got a ride. I had some buddies from San Diego that I let crash in my hotel room floor. And, you know, they were like... It was in South Padre Island. And they were like, oh, you know, come and stay with us. So again, I called my parents and I'm like, I'm not coming home. I'm, I'm going to California. I got a ride to California. So I asked the guy like, oh, well, what kind of car do you have? And he goes, oh, I got an Opal. And I'm thinking like the old <laughs> Opal GTs, you know, and guy comes to pick me up and it looks like Potsy's car in Happy Days, you know, things like a 59 Opal. And so I'm like, whoa. So is it a big car? You know, it was big, yeah, like, big back seat, big. You all know. the boards could fit in the truck. Yeah, yeah all, of, all the boards. Yeah. I think we had some on the roof, but my but dad so had thing, Opal, and it was like tiny. Yeah, that was what I was envisioning. I was yeah. styling our way to how we get. It there? didn't really happen, but the thing we drove across Texas, it took twenty four hours, like South Padre to El Paso. Transmission fell out of the thing, and going into El Paso is downhill. We literally glided into a transmission guy's place, right? And we're staying there. They're looking all over for parts for the car for like three days. 60 bucks to fly to San Diego. So I like, okay, I'm flying. I'm going. This is it. So I fly into San Diego. I've never been to with California. Boards? Yeah, with boards. Never been to California. I walk, you know, then you walked off the tarmac, like into a little door and into the Baggage claim, right? Yeah. Right, right, off, right off the runway. What what, uh, air, what airport? San Diego. Okay. Yeah, Lindbergh. TWA or no? Like, what, no, like some little commuter from uh, El Paso to San Diego. There's right? airlines. So there's two, and I'm 16, right? Blonde hair down here, leather jacket, think I'm badass, right? Like walking. Surf for what? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I walk, I walk into the baggage claim, right? And there's two girls right in the front, and they're dressed all sexy. They're probably... 17 or 18 you know and i guess they would have been freshmen and probably in college so um and they're looking at me and i'm looking at them and they go on either side of me like grab each of my arm like one on each arm what and like they're like hey how are you doing what's your name like that and, and i'm like looking like this just going oh my god i love california every, yeah. yeah exactly this guy's got I, luck. I love california <laughs> go around the corner and there's like 50 chicks dressed in every kind of weird costume what? it's a sorority the hazing is or the whatever the hate you know the game, yeah. go to the airport funny costume kiss a stranger so they figure well i'll just get this guy and then we're in you know so they're they're like kind of holding me and these girls are coming up and kissing me and that was okay for you know a minute or two and then i remember this one 
that looked like Pippi Longstocking with like <laughs> coat hanger pigtails. Not not the most attractive. Like coming out with a big open mouth. Like and I bolted. I was just like, whoa. So I'm running around the baggage claim carousel. And there's 50 girls like laughing, screaming, chasing me. That and I did is like, a funny ass weird story. <laughs> I did like I did like five laps before the security came and like broke it up, right? And the dust settles and my two security buddies. Security guys like, what are you doing, dude? Get caught. <laughs> it looked like a yeah, it looked like a Beatles movie. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah. Ah! Hey, by chance, are you guys going to the beach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but the dust settles and my two buddies are laying on the floor in the side of the baggage claim like pounding it like tears yeah they're laughing so hard they just can't even believe it right <laughs> so we pick up all my stuff and we go to their little apartment because they didn't get Mobile. the treatment that you got no just you no no because you've long they, they hair somehow, and fucking well they jacket. somehow probably came in behind it or whatever but i was just like the right guy at the right time i guess or how wrong hilarious so <laughs> They taken me back and we're in their little apartment. And I'm like, oh man, California. And like I'm Wait, thinking, like, girls? no, no, the, my two friends. Okay, okay. Like the girls are gone, right? Yeah. So. Um, and you're still uh, in high school. Yeah, still in high school. And so they're like every five minutes. It's like two hours later. We've been in there two hours drinking a beer and you know talking. And every five minutes they bust into hysterics, laughing, you know. And I'm like, all right, guys, like it's been, a, you know, it's, it's over. It's been a couple hours. Like, and they go. Go in the bathroom, look in the mirror, look at your face. I had like 20 lip prints all over and they didn't tell me. You're cruising for two hours not knowing you had And that lipstick was like, <laughs> oh yeah. They like were, it stuck yeah, on you. They face. were leaving their mark. Yeah. You know, there was no, well, yeah, I got them. Look, that's mine right there. So um, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So that was my first Just 15 minutes in California. In, in, oh, you don't oh gosh, man, you I would have been a YouTube sensation, yeah. right? Like if I could have. Well, only coulda, right? Yeah. Or but sometimes it's better not to have that on. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Was just That's so anyway, that was my story. first 15 minutes in California, you know? Yeah. And you're like, and, uh, I'm fucking staying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not leaving. Mom? <laughs> but, but I did. I, you know, so I went to Hawaii for college, right? And, and so that wait, was great. So from here, California, how, yeah. you spend the summer, what'd you do? Um, well, I got to... Um, no, I got here and I was only here for a couple of weeks. Like okay. I, I was in school. It was like October when they were holding the U.S. championships in okay. Texas, right? So I was supposed to be in school, but yeah. you know, I went to California for a week or like 10 for your mom to go. Oh yeah, go ahead. Your parents yeah. to go. Go ahead to go. go well, ahead. I didn't really go ahead to California. He just said, I'm gonna go to I California. didn't really ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. Don't worry, I'm coming home. Yeah, you weren't you know, afraid to get maybe in next week. Then. Yeah. Yeah, we sort of were, but you know, you're 17 or 16. Yeah. You're at that rebellious, like breaking, finding your own way, right? Yeah. So, so you know, the the next year, the thing was in um, in Hawaii. How'd you and, get to Alamoana? Alamoana. Yeah, Alamoana, and it was good the first couple of days, and then it got really small. Mm. I think I got eighth. You know, I'd gotten I gotten second in the East Coast the year before. I got third in Texas in the U.S. the year that year that when I was coming back from I never won one you know I was like right there but yeah. I never never put it but all doing well from. enough to like was, yeah I was doing you, know, you put, know I was doing pretty good all. from a little kid from New York yeah you know, right yeah so there's no other New Yorkers there was well my friend Michael Shermeyer was yeah. was definitely you know at, at some of those for sure he did well he was in the finals and stuff so Michael was an amazing surfer mm. you know so um 
get a job, you stay. So yeah, so I, I get a, a job in Hawaii, I stay, I go to school, I kind of did a lap around the island. I started at Hawaii Pacific and Kaneohe and then Leeward and Pearl City and then UH and I get to the UH counselor going, okay, I'm going to graduate next year. And they're like, oh no, we don't take the Hawaii Pacific stuff. Like, well, what do you mean you don't take it? It's an accredited college. Oh no, we don't take them. Sorry, Holly. Next. Wow. Which was a huge learning experience. And that wasn't, I mean, it was part of a huge learning experience, which is what it feels like to be a minority and mm-hmm. to be discriminated against and blatantly discriminated against. Like, no, no. You know. Yeah. And that was, it sounds negative, but it was so such a positive in the yeah. long term to feel what that feels like and have empathy for anyone else that's going through it. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was a big lesson, you know, that came in a, a few installments, but you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. So what was your, what were you going for school to get a degree in? To get out. <laughs> Whatever classes. Well, I started as a, I started as a psych major because okay. I wanted to understand how people thought and formed their opinions, like, mm. and how to, you know, I thought it would be sales, you know, I thought like, well, if you can figure out kind of how to, you know, get people, read to people and communicate. Yeah. And what, what were you, did you ask majoring? Yeah. yeah I started pretty- as a psych major, but second year psych got kind of dark. Like, you know, there's all this weird stuff happening, you know, Freud and his mother and uh, yeah. whatever, you know, like, it's just like, whoa. So business, you know, so well, actually communications and then ended up like putting it all into business and just like, give me the degree. I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, and, um, I, so you graduated from which college? I graduated from Hawaii Pacific. Okay. To not have to do another year. Yeah. Because UH wouldn't wouldn't take wouldn't this take stuff, credits, right? Yeah. So, so graduated from Hawaii Pacific, and uh, so how um, long were you was your stint on Oahu? Five years. Wow. Yeah, I was on the five year plan, not quite the four year plan. Yeah. You know, I took a little hey, time off. And, ways were pretty good a lot yeah. of those days. Well, and, yeah, I used to buy a Carmen Ghia convertible. Like, that was the car to have in Hawaii at the time. And they were cheap in New York because it was just like a Volkswagen, you know? Yeah. So I'd buy them. I lived with a couple of mechanics that had also kind of followed me there from New York. And so I could fix them up and I would drive it for a semester and then sell it. Where, where were you living? South Shore, North Shore? North Shore. I always lived on the North Shore. I had a a friend that had a house in Kahala by Diamond Head that I used to house sit for in the summers. And that was, you know, just such a, you know, it was like Magnum PIs, yeah. like set up like. Go run a mock on yeah. Waikiki with the yeah. ladies. Yeah, I mean, ready. there was no girls on the North Shore or almost yeah. none in, yeah. at that time, you know? Like what you go the, there, yeah. What was the. Your, the pecking order, like the localism, like in, in Hawaii. Localism was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you said the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person. Did you ever get you were getting scraps? Your, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had my share. Bullets fly by me and the whole bit. Like, it's, uh, it was the Wild West. It yeah. was absolutely the Wild West. You know, and it didn't, you know, didn't help that the guys that I lived with were from New York and they were just as more more radical than I was, yeah. right? Like so Were they surfers you know, too? Yeah. 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 But they were also car mechanics and yeah. stuff, you know? And but you guys and, come and you guys know like the the mafia mentality like coming from the East yeah, Coast and yeah. stuff and you're like, well yeah. this is just another like yeah. is there a problem North here? Shore yeah. Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> is there a problem here? <laughs> yeah, is that forget about guys, <laughs> type of guys you were rolling with? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Some of them for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, yeah, it led to some escalate, es, 
escalated situations for yeah. sure at times. You can't but, win there though. Yeah. No, you can't. That's, and, and <laughs> nowhere to hide. Nowhere, nowhere to hide. You can't kick you, off the island. And this was before I knew the history. But if you go and read the history of you know Hawaii and the, the Hawaiian people got the same deal the American Indians got, right? Yeah. Like, wasn't a good one. No. So nor should you win in yeah. those situations, yeah. right? Like home team. So what was like your experience in like surfing over there with like pumping waves and? Oh, it was amazing. Know. Like yeah. you know, started yeah. at Rocky Point. You know, moved up to Pipeline, moved up to Sunset. And, you know, those were the kind of the epicenters at the time. Yeah. You know, of, of <clears throat> you know, high-performance surfing. And, and it, I mean, gosh, it, compared it to now. It a while for each spot to get. Oh, yeah, a little bit. To get, to get to know people and people yeah. know you, yeah. But, I mean, you know, it was empty compared to now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. like it was, it was, you know, there was. You're almost looking people. for people to paddle out with and yeah. like surf. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when the cameras would come out, then it would get crowded almost yeah. like it is now. But the rest of the time, I mean, there were so many waves. There's so so many we're, we're talking, what, early 80s? Late 70s. Mid 70s? Late 70s, yeah. So late you're 70s like, to early 80s was that whole time period. Yeah. You know, I got there the end of 76 and left in 80, end of 81, 82. Wow. Back to New York. Yeah. You know, I thought, okay, this, you know, Hawaii kind of felt like a big, beautiful boat going nowhere. After mm. there, and and I had that same like I you couldn't live got out of snow, no upward mobility or just like well I could just yeah, live this lifestyle. Well, I, ran, I tried to go into advertising because what I thought I wanted to do, and so I tried to do that in Honolulu, you know, and uh, ran into that same kind of discrimination thing, you know, and you know went all right, well screw this, like I'm going back to New York, and uh, I got a. Um, you know, a thing to go into like an advertising executive training program in Manhattan. And I hated it. You know, I lasted a couple months. You know, I was just like, oh, God, corporate world. Is, yeah, so kiss ass. Yeah. And just yeah. like, you know, hated it. Moved back to Eastern Long Island where my parents were and sold newspaper advertising, taught windsurfing, bartended, and I got a repping job. And I just, I had been to Hawaii. I, I had gotten some of these gold plated Miley leaves that a friend's girlfriend was selling there and i was like well i can sell these in new york and so i put on one of my dad's old suits that fit me and went to like bloomingdale's and macy's and like actually got a couple of accounts and they were they were what, selling what were you selling miley leaves it's like these little miley leaves that like the they're green on a lay they would gold plate them and it was just like a nice Decorative. little yeah nice little thing jewelry for you know women's jewelry basically hmm. and so and just how, like who who was doing this well, it was a friend of mine's girlfriend, like, had the business in Hawaii, and I was there, you know, Christmas time. My girlfriend lived in Hawaii at the time, so, you know, and so, like, oh, I could sell these in New York, and so I went, like, but straight to the top. I was into Bloomingdale's, and... Was she, like, selling them pretty well, like... She was doing okay in Hawaii, yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, and you thought, fuck, I, I can thought, sell this I can sell York. this, yeah. Hmm. And so, from that experience... And how, like... How did you get into or get the network, the contacts to Bloomingdale's and I just called? <laughs> I just called the store. You could. Yeah, you know, like well, hey, yeah, who's that suit and just like yeah. I guess who, all this show up. You know, you know, like yeah. the importance of what you're talking about is yeah, you're you just went for it. Yeah, totally, know? totally bullshit. And that's what in. entrepreneurs do. That's is it. They just fucking go for it. Yeah. See if this works, you know. Yeah. And, and so, you know, my dad's suit, which actually fit me really well, and 
you know, it was like far enough behind in fashion where it was back in style, you know? <laughs> Was it polyester? I had a tan and blonde hair down to here, and I'm going in and seeing mostly women buy jewelry buyers, yeah. right? Like, and so you charming, know, yeah, a little bit. You know, well, you do what you can do to get why the sale, you right? You guys are well, a reps, surfer. Like, you know how? Well, why you tan? I'm a surfer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just mean, came from Hawaii. I got these Miley leaves. Buy some. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, I actually got a little bit going. So. That, that was your first Yeah, that was job. Christmas time. And then I came, I went out to Hawaii in February. And uh, on the way back, I stopped here in California. And I had written an article, speaking of Jim Kempton, I got to know him. I ended up working for him later. But I wrote an article about surfing in New York. like, And uh, with my girlfriend helped me edit the thing. Because, you know, my spelling and punctuation, that was all pretty bad. But I wrote like a little little thing and I came here to see him but then that was one of the first ASR trade shows in Long Beach so I walked around that trade show and went like yeah I'm a rep I'm doing these Miley leaves you know and I got Local Motion, Astro Deck, Surfmore which was the big accessory brands I was riding for Nectar, Gary McNabb, Surfboards which was that was like the you know, Lost or CI or yeah, whatever of time. that time, yeah. right? Like so, so I had all that stuff, and I got Virginia so did you Beach. Meet John Glom back in the day. Then I met John Glom absolutely when it was a when Glom was a Grom. Yeah, I met him. So That's and uh, wow. So then I started doing. I started cut my teeth like doing so you Long got Island. Those lines from Virginia yeah. North, yeah. from Virginia North, and so at that yeah it was show. yeah. Yeah, and basically, basically you just, just told bullshit them, at my way. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. I know. You know. They, didn't, they didn't have previous rep there. No, there was they were. New. It was all new. You know, and they, they were, were like a local on, boy. Yeah. So this is like one of the first yep. ASRs. Yep. And then that you know that story came out in the magazine. You know, like that. Oh shit. You know, right then. So they were like, oh, this guy, yeah, he's cool. Whatever. Totally like validated. Your, yeah, like your, oh yeah, you know, and had a bunch of you know <laughs> the, the surf pictures they picked. I'm Mr. Northeast. Like, I just yeah. came from Hawaii. I'm yeah. still on this. Yeah. I got that. Yeah, it was Boom. just like <laughs> I'm, I'm a published article. Yeah, yeah. and I mean it was like basically <laughs> perfect storm. Yeah, but I mean it wasn't that well. I mean it was just like by the seat of my pants. Yeah, absolutely. Which is fucking hair crazy. on my chinny chin chin, right? Yeah. Like just ah. And so, so I. You that's how I work. I literally, I literally. Yeah. What do you rep? Uh, leaves. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> to who? To who? To, to Bloomingdale's. Yeah. When you drop, when you drop oh, like Bloomingdale's and Macy's and stuff like that, like they're like, whoa, yeah. yeah. They see dollar signs, right? Like so, so you know. But that's how I got into the search industry. Was I Local motion, my way surf in. more Astrodeck. Yep. Astrodeck, Nectar. I had, I think, I had a bikini line that was actually out of New all York. in one. Well, you carry a bunch of stuff because, like, you're going to travel that far. Yeah, you but better, no, you, you better got sell all some those stuff. brands in one. Yeah, in mm-hmm. one one lap around the trade yeah. show, basically. Good old days. That's yeah, the good old pretty days. Pretty amazing. It was it's fertile incredible. hunting ground for me, at least in in there. And so, this is this is pretty funny because I went because. Sorry to interrupt you, but like the industry is still brand spanking new. That's yeah, new. He, there was no rep out there. Like, it wasn't like, hey, you're going to do better than this guy. We're going to fire him and hire you. Just yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, you're from that area. Oh, you're a warm body. We'll take you. <laughs> we need somebody over there. Yeah. yeah. And wow. Plus the, you can put a sentence together. You're hired. <laughs> you, you had the just, bar was low. Let's yeah. put it. You had just enough for people to like put their trust into you. 
Yeah. And did you know? Well, they had no other alternative. But there was nobody else. And no competition. How how like the skinnier teeth or chin yeah. chin chin? Yeah. How easy it was for you to do it. Yeah. But then like. I mean, when you tell people you got an article in the mag, yeah. and everyone loves the mag, everyone yeah. respects the mag, yeah. and you being printed, you know, like yeah, it, it definitely opened doors yeah. for and, sure, and not just to the companies and to yeah. the shops that you're going to be visiting, yeah. you know, like Absolutely. did you think like ASR, like <clears throat> your job, like you heard, okay, if I go there and start asking, I pick up some brands, like somebody told you that, or you just knew, yeah, because I knew. You know, like I, most people are like you know, buyers Jim going Kemp, there. And- yeah, Jim Kempton helped me a lot. And like when I was in college in Hawaii, I got made caretaker of this property, like where the V Land, um, you know, houses are now. Yeah. Used to be like an apartment block, and yeah. uh, there was a couple little cottages like right where you paddle out. And so the guy that I knew worked for the guy that had bought like. V-Land River to the Backyards River, like where Eddie's yep. place is, right? They had all that, and they were trying to put a recording studio on that thing. So my buddy made me like the caretaker wow. of that. So I got to live right in front of V-Land for about a year for free. Wow. Just just doing that. Fleetwood Mac came out because they invested in it. And, you know, it was kind of super cool, like how... What a trip. Yeah. How... All really that creative, like, space, you know, yeah. because you're on it, the North Shore, and it's just like... yeah good for the musicians to have an outlet yeah yeah so i got to do a lot of you know kind of cool stuff doing that and then when i got back to new york you know i was like okay i i started building up my line and you know i didn't know how to be a rep i had bullshit my way in right i had a piece of wood that i would put all the hangers on that i put between two racks and just be like here you go, you know, like this is you that's how I shine. Yeah, just totally like made it up as I went along. You know, I had now, a little was local up. motion clothing. Yeah, it was clothing. Okay. You know, and and boards. They wanted me to do the boards, and I was having Michael, my Michael Shermar, make the boards. Right, like so. Um, local you know, motion board. Well, he was making boards for me, and I put him a local motion sticker yeah. on it next to next to his sticker because it was that's how it was. It was backyard yeah. back yeah. then, you know. But the. Uh, the, the story, so I did Long Island and I could sleep in my own bed, right? Like any rep wants to do, right? But then, you know, I had to go south. I had to go, like, there are all these big accounts in New Jersey and Maryland and Virginia Beach. Like, mm-hmm. that was the happy hunting ground yeah. for reps, right? So I was like, I knew I had to do that. It was like about this time of year, you know, almost April. And uh, so I load up all the stuff in my little pickup truck with a cap on it. And, uh, I drive, you know, I leave late to miss traffic. I'm driving down the New Jersey Turnpike. I'm going to go see Brave New World and Tony G at Ocean Hut and and all those North Jersey guys the next morning. And, uh, you know, it's cold. It's This time of year in New York, it's still like 30, 40 degrees, right? Like, so um, I go, like, take all those samples or most of them and put them in the cab so I can sleep in the bed of the truck and I decide I pull over on the New Jersey Turnpike in the rest area which you know is probably one of the best places to get murdered in the US Seriously? and I slept so it was the first night I tried sleeping in the truck and I couldn't sleep comfortably with the tailgate shut you know with the cap on it I was too tall so I had to put the tailgate down so I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag and all this stuff and I wake up like four in the morning my feet are frozen and I 
look up and there's like four or five inches of snow on the sleeping bag on my feet. No way. And it snowed. So like that's a story I always tell to these guys that that want to be a rep, you know, that's like, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah you got a computer, you got a cell phone, you got a, you know, you got MapQuest, you got, you know, all, yeah. all, the, all, all this stuff. Like, imagine going out there with a roll of quarters for the payphone. <laughs> and a Thomas guy. <laughs> you know Thomas guy. Yeah. 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 Just going like, and because that's what it was. And, but I was lucky because I'd been in all those contests and I knew most of the surf shop owners and they liked me. And they basically just threw me, you know, bones. Like, you know, oh, yeah, man, hey, sure. Yeah, yeah you, you show up, you're getting some because they appreciate well, you. Even yeah, coming, you're you one know, of us. And, and they knew I had good lines and that I was a good surfer. So, it, yeah. you know, that helped me yeah. get get along, right? Like, and that was... And plus, the brands that you're you're talking about were the it's, in it's vogue. pretty big. Yeah, they, they were on upcoming, you know. Yeah. They were the up-and-comers, you like know. Local like, Locomotion. Yeah. Everyone knew Locomotion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, and that was the right at their kind of start of their peak you yeah. know so it was and Astrodeck was like a innovative yeah, new that was product it. that wasn't yeah exactly yeah. yeah it was like tape with foamy like grippy stuff it wasn't like an EVA pad like, yeah, like yeah. it turned into shortly after yeah, no, it had so, no cushion at the beginning yeah no cushion it exactly. was basically and the same so it's like some, that some that sandpaper tape you could stick on your tub they, they use like the tub things yeah. yeah exactly back in the day exactly all neon colors because everything was neon but um, so I I did that. I got out of the truck, loaded all the stuff in the back, got in the thing, turned on the heat, warmed my feet up. It's like five in the morning. I drove out to Manasquan Inlet, which is the best spot in the in the area, right? For sure. And sun was coming up. There's by this time there's like a foot of snow. Put on my five mil with the hood and went out and surfed. And I met these three guys came pulling up, and uh, I still know them today. It's John Bolin and his brother Chris and. John lives used to live near me when I lived in La Jolla, and Chris is in Orange County, and and you know we surfed head high barreling Manasquan by ourselves, and you know so funny. That. and we we'll never to, forget that day. Went huh? to Brave New World, and Bill Lammers gave me an order. It was super nice to me. Like all those guys were so nice, and just Tony G and Grog and. Like, they were the OG legends, you know, yeah. guys. And I'd surfed in Grog's contest. Grog had that pro Program, contest. Yeah. I'd won the juniors, like, the year before. A couple of, No, it was more than that. A couple of years before, I think. But anyway, like, I, they knew that I was, like, legit, I yeah. guess, right? So they, they were so super red. cool. So you're one of the first East Coast reps. Yeah. I was one of the original... Original yeah. jazz. There was guys doing it, yeah. you know. And I didn't know anything about it, you know. There was this guy that did O'Neill. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you can get paid. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good, you know. Yeah. Like, it was like, huh? Yeah, because okay. now that you're a rep, yeah. you, you're going to try to figure out how to be a rep. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. you, you got to look at, okay, who's already doing it, yeah. right? Yeah. So, luckily, I had someone come along to teach me. And, and his name was Paul Galane. He had this company named Beachtown that was based out here. And I had called him, like, relentlessly so, trying to get a job. Beachtown. Beachtown was yeah. the name, and it was it was a women's clothing line that he was shifting. He was going to do men's also, and um, Hans Hedeman rode for us, and Snips, and Shane Beshin, and we had all we had an amazing team. Like, yeah, so we we brought that brand up 
a couple different times, yeah. and it's just so it's such a dorky name. Yeah. And it was T O W N E. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Their logo was like black and white, and it looked yeah. like a stamp. Yeah, exactly right. right. Exactly and right. You're, you're talking the '80s, and yeah. they were all like oversized. Yeah. yeah. So trade show Atlantic City, which was a cool place to have a trade show, sorta. And uh, it is when you're in your 20s. I exactly. <laughs> and so I'm there. It's like nine months into my repping career, and. Paul came to me and was like, hey, you know, because I'd called him a lot trying to get a job out here when I was here for ASR. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to stay and work here. You had your eye on that. I band. had my eye on doing it here. Yeah. And I just pivoted to doing it back there because I couldn't, you know, yeah. I didn't have that many connections. So the timeline, was Gotcha around yet? Yeah, Gotcha was around. And Quicksilver? Just, just started. Quick was around. Maui and Sons. Maui and Sons. Local Jim, Motion was Jimmy's. brand new. Jimmy's, Jimmy's was a like a year later, maybe okay. you know, but right about then. Yeah, yeah. Because um, all those brands were. Yeah, we were all competing yeah. with all those, all those guys. So um, I started doing that, and uh, you know, it just sort of launched my career. But the funny thing was, was how the- I got how I got the job, right? Like, so we went out to lunch, at, you know, during the trade show, and, and he's like, you know, yeah, why don't you come to California? Work for me in house, pay salary, you know, which is music to any new reps ears. Like, oh, you know, yeah, he wanted you to you, move to California. He wanted me to move out here, which is what I had originally kind of pitched to him nine months earlier, whatever oh. it was, right? So, you know, I was like, ah, oh, Paul, I don't know, man. I think I got, you know, the showroom going. I'm going to open in Manhattan. I've got this going on and that going on. Because you're successful. Yeah, well, I thought I was. I was getting there, maybe, you, you know, like, a little bit. Yeah. And so, I, I told him thanks, but no thanks. You know, the end of the lunch, I got up and I'm walking down the street and it's like four o'clock and the sun's going down and temperature dropped like 30 degrees from when we went in to have lunch. And I'm like halfway down the block and I'm like, what the hell am I thinking? <laughs> Cold winds just cut. I don't want to do another winter here. You know, I'm through two after living in Hawaii. And so I U-turned it, like went back and he was still paying the bill. And I like slid right in the booth next to him, like coming in hot. And he was like, you know what? Maybe we should talk a little more. And a week later, I was packing my car, driving out here with my girlfriend. Like, so wait, boom. You, that's how, uh, freaking around. How long after you got? Nine months. Nine months after you had started pitched, repping yeah. and pitched him. Yeah. But you, I was working for him out you here. You were already contemplating opening up a showroom in Manhattan. I was, yeah. So you you were well, surf clothing was kind of yeah, big like yeah. it was kind of this underground like cool niche and speaking of strider like strider was in the new york times back then he was like a little 12 year old kid i remember he was in this ad in the new york Times. might have been a little later than that but it was like he was like full page in the new york times like we met this kid his name is strider Strider question mark (laughs) (laughs) little surf rap from you know Santa Monica but it was full page back in the New York Times you know like what was it a surf related article yeah it was like then was like those jams that was the jams drawstring you know surf shorts kind of Hawaiian style Hawaiian prints that was like high fashion at the time so it was like that's what that's what you you know so you know to I mean you're in the 80s right yeah and like there's no facts yet. You're no. like, you got a sample line. Like, how do you even know what inventory and what to sell? And are you calling in orders? Like, how does that? 
No, you're writing them on little four copy yeah, you know, triplicates. pads. Yeah. And you keep a copy, give a copy to the account and send the mail a copy mail in. Snail mail it in, baby. That's how it was. Yeah. Snail what mail it in. A fuck. Right? Yeah, to yeah. think back on and hope they get their order. Because when, when yeah. you <laughs> yeah. Cause they have inventory. Yeah. But you don't see it. You yeah. can't get emailed no, a no, file. Yeah. No. Well you would you would like call in and they'd go, Oh, such and such is sold out, you know. Yeah. And you have like these little sales calls where it's like this, this and this, you know, and you cross them off and you okay, you know. So hopefully. so nine yeah, months hopefully. the surf wasn't good. Yeah. Short lived repping East Coast repping yeah, career. Turned into a California career. Real. So Beach Town moved you. Mm-hmm. Yep, relocated me here, and I've been here ever since. What what, uh, what part of California were they based? They on? were in El Toro, so I moved into Newport because it had all these jetties, and I'd surfed it good. Yeah, and uh, it had all these jetties, just like West Hampton, where I grew up. You know, yeah. so I was like, boop. I ended up getting a house from Schroff, like right at the end of Fifty Sixth Street. What? And was there for like five years. Couldn't believe it. Like I friend of mine, a guy that I just kind of barely knew, was riding his bike down the street. And it was like, oh, yeah, you're looking for a house? Yeah, Shroff's moving out. He's right there, right in front of the jetty at 56th Street. No goofy foot, you know? And it's just like, that was, you know. <laughs> That's the dumb, no, I wouldn't say dumb luck, but the coincidences or whatever. Dumb luck, dude. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, you can say dumb luck. I'll, I'll look, copy I'm that. I'm looking for a place <laughs> randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah right here's there. Here's the best place in town for a goofy foot, right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. As a matter of fact, yeah, this house is open now. Yeah. And, what, and I couldn't believe it. Like, I went up to talk to him, and, you know, Shroff, he's... You know, kind of, kind of shy, eccentric, right? Like a little yeah. eccentric, a little shy. And he's, I'm like, no one's moving. You got a surf team of like thirty guys or something, right? Like no one's moving. No, no one's moving in. How much? How much was it? Where's the landlord? Oh, he's, you know, the two blocks that way, like doors down. I was like down there on my bike, like, hey, bro, I want to rent your house. You know, what, what was your rent? Three seventy five. Three seventy twice. I think it was seven fifty a month. It was two bedroom. I had a roommate. Okay, know? so uh, three seventy five a room, two bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Ocean view, right, right on the, the sand. Oh, so right in front of the jetty. I mean, that's a good. That's not cheap back then, but yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you yeah. got a salary. You're feeling yeah. Like there's what was your opportunity? Like? Oh god, I think it was like twelve hundred a month, and um, plus commission. Double but commission. but you know that twelve hundred came out of your first you know sales so yeah it was like a draw and then uh but you know like it for me i got to travel all the way the whole coast of california so and you were going to be in-house yeah. like in-house rep. all of california all of california and so and they would pay my gas and and you know like wear and tear on the vehicle to to do that and i would go up there like up to san francisco every month you know like go as far as san francisco you turn come down and I got to know every, you know, surf shop owner in the in California practically, yeah. and, and there was a re- lot really well the ones yeah. who loved to surf, and I would like stay at their house. A lot, a lot of the retailers, you know, today I still know, you yeah. know, from that, yeah, you know. But just, over the, you know, when I have all these old magazines, right? And yeah, you look, and then the magazine will list all the shops that. 
in California. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. There was a yeah. lot of stores. Yep. Back and then. we weren't in all of them because, you know, you couldn't really be at the But the time. big ones would put yeah. little, you know, yeah. eighth of a page, like, ads yeah. in the back. So yeah. people could, you know. Yeah, we'd give them advertising dollars to run, you know, and some beach town related. Yeah. And if you're an exclusive, like, O'Neill deal or whatever, they yeah. would also list them in their ads, yeah. too. Like, yeah. find it at these, like, yeah. premium locations. So it was beach town all apparel like yeah it was only apparel and that was all i did you know i couldn't do anything else like i couldn't add on other stuff yeah but everything was covered and man i got i mean that was sort of such a golden era for cal it's the you know era of gothard and willie morris and you know that was that was our heyday right like yeah. that just to get to surf all these waves all over california and you know i was lucky enough to make friends wherever i went like Got you know we sponsored Anthony Rufo and Santa yeah. Cruz and Vince Brolio a bunch of the OG guys like I used to be able to get you know back then I could get plenty of waves at the lane you know and they'd be going go go Tyler yeah you know and, and it's like you know can't get one out there now but you yeah. know it, it's it's it was so amazing and yeah. just all these like yeah the networking and kind of surf nook up. and cranny secret spots that. Up you and know, down all, coast. All the surf shop yeah. owners knew them all. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, where's this? What's that? You know, I had that little Bankrite book, Surfing California. So, yeah. I, you know, a lot of them were in that. Remember but, that book? But, yeah. I mean, that was my, you know, Bible, yeah. basically. And so I surfed, you know, every day, just about. You and know, you before. lived at 56 Street. lived at 56 Street, yeah, for five plus years. That's you know, amazing. Six years, probably. So, yeah. how. how, how big did you get beach town in california do you remember i the- got it pretty big like we had a really loyal following and it was it was doing really well in a lot of shops but it everything was changing quick was changing gotcha was changing and and our stuff wasn't changing as fast and my customers were starting to tell me like hey you know it's the same short i yeah i really don't need to buy it i didn't sell that well last year you know so yeah. so I I had gotten to meet Jim Kempton when he worked at Surfer and Art Brewer and, you know, um, a bunch of those guys. Peter Crawford. They had the house next to me at V-Land when I was in college. So they were there for a month or whatever. That was the Surfer Magazine house. So I met all those guys and we became friends. And, and so I, I had, you know, Steve and Debbie Pebsman were super helpful. Like they connected me with Paul. Like, uh, try this guy. He needs good good people and he's from the east coast like he's gonna appreciate you so so that was like a good little network and i got to be part of like that so i you know um i ended up going to work for jim kempton who had started an ad agency and uh after pack sun surfer yeah, yeah pack sun was one of his clients and we did stuff for hobie and you know a bunch of bunch of bigger brands but I became the account executive for PacSun. They had like 40 stores and they were headed for 100, you know, and that was in yeah. malls, right? Like yeah. that was that was the industry. Like Quicksilver was just probably going public right around then, maybe just after, you know, it was like that was the sort of golden age, I guess, you know. Definitely. And um, so so you I were did. the would say the for account executive. So I did all their ads and like I, you know, I we did billboards. I I did it in like 19, God, what would it have been? 84, 85, 
So it's Kempton's, Kempton's 86, probably. Kempton's advertising agency. Yeah. I did a rap commercial, like, for Pacific Sunwear, hmm. you know? And, like, we did it on K-Rock, you know, which was the radio station at yeah. the time. Like, And, uh, yeah, just crazy billboards, you know, with giant waves on them and and it was it was super fun when they you know that was when the PSAA was going on and yeah. I had this thing where I was like okay well Jim put us down to sponsor a contest and I was like okay well let's do a thing let's get all the brands to come together and sign have their team sign autographs at this PSAA in Malibu right so I'm calling all the you know, all the team managers for Gotcha, Catch It, Bill, well, Billabong, yeah, Billabong was brand new. Bob was doing it. Um, quick, all that. And trying to get them to bring their team managers and their teams to sign autographs. Nobody likes to do that, right? So the, I, I had this idea like, okay, I'm going to do a president's heat. And I called Jeff Yokoyama, Bob McKnight, Bob Hurley, Jimmy Ganser, um, Somebody else was in there. I can't think of hmm. We're going to have a president's heat. Like, no one would call me back to bring their team to Malibu to this contest. Even though PacSun was like a big, you know, they have 40 big stores. Customer. They're big customer, yeah. right? But I just wasn't getting any traction. So I had this idea like, okay, we'll do a president's heat. Because it was like, the called it the Billionaire Boys Club. Because all these brands were so successful. They're, you know, the CEOs were making Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Come surf Malibu with just a few out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was the right. thing. Like I said, you know, come surf Malibu half an hour by yourself. Yeah. And they all called me back within 20 minutes. <laughs> left that, goes, left yeah. that voicemail. And uh, I was like, what? What's this I'm thing? What's this? Like you could, you could not get through to Michael Thompson. That's who I'm the best. Michael Thompson. Michael ended up winning. Nice. Michael ended up winning. And he was probably the first guy to call you back too. I, yeah. I can't remember the order, but uh, literally the secretary... In our office, Everybody's was in, in hysterics, yeah. like how fast it happened. Like I was like, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this president's heat thing. Yeah. So, like, so she heard me leaving the messages right away. The phone's like ringing. <laughs> Has that ever been done? I don't think anyone's ever done it since. Yeah. I, I don't know about it if they had. But we had six foot Malibu. It was amazing. Yeah. This well, contest was just. You office guys got six foot and, Malibu. And all the yeah for two days wow. and all the. Teams brought their tent, and you know all those yeah. team guys were there doing yeah. their signing autographs, which you, was you bypassed the minutia, the gatekeeper, <laughs> and went straight to the go to the top decision maker. See what what do they really want? Hey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six foot uh, Malibu. That's yeah. what they want. Yeah, all by themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like well, that was the thing. I was afraid it would be flat. You mm-hmm. know, like and I just be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah, you never it's knew. A gamble, but back still. Then. That, that was so it. So Beach Town to Jim Kempton. To Jim Kempton. So we did all kinds of fun stuff. And then... He Rust- told us about that, how he, how he started his own thing. Yeah. And then Rusty was just starting up. Okay. And uh, so I talked to him, and I started as a team manager at Rusty. And like a year later, I was the, the marketing director. The, that slot became open. I moved into the marketing director slot. So... Before we go to that, so you were working with Jim, mm-hmm. and is your pay escalating? Yeah, but not dramatically. Okay. Like I, you know, he paid me, very, you know, very well for what I was doing at the yeah. time. But I, I mean, like, I imagine you made was, pretty decent money. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't like 
having a killer line as a rep yeah. or or being a you know a marketing director or a, yeah. you know a c-suite executive in the surf industry it was it was it was you know more than fair yeah you know and because uh, team manager i'm super- thinking did you take a pay cut uh no maybe yeah, yeah. I, I think I actually did yeah. when I started yeah but Rusty was like exploding at that time yeah I mean they were well, a good team was, yeah it was I mean it had a lot of that. potential like he wasn't he was just about to start clothing yeah yeah so he hadn't really oh you know clothing was wasn't clothing. even but I was yeah. right oh, when he was so starting was clothing a, you know what I mean like the money had to have been like yeah. you know way less than what you were making yeah I remember I I kind of took a thing where I was like I couldn't do it for less than this. And he goes, oh, that's fine. You know, and then, you know, I thought about it. as like, God, that was the dumbest <laughs> negotiation ever in my life. Yeah. You know? Like, well, oh, that's you, I mean, you did that, that backwards. What do you think I'm worth? Okay, well, let, me, let me think about yeah. that. Never throw out a number. Yeah. I really learned from that one. I was like, and I learned my, like, I was like, caught myself. I was like, what? but that's how bad I wanted that job. Because I knew, like, I think I'd had a couple of boards from Rusty already. And I knew, like. You know, it, this yeah, guy's future. going places. Yeah. You know, yeah. these boards are good. Channel Islands and Rusty. Well, you know. and it, it's also like for me, that's what took me to FCS was it's something that you ride. And that I was You're all about that. About. You know, it's just yeah. like, yeah, like I could talk about that all day long. So, you, so know, you, you came on as team manager. Yep. And then moved up within a year, like the marketing director slot opened up and I moved right into it. And, you know, I was there about five years, I think. And, and, uh, and you're yeah, learning all one. kinds of different aspects of the industry and oh yeah not just industry but roles in each company yeah from from ad sales yep being yeah a, i had the whole kind of yeah, picture being of a athlete, rep athlete to ad contracts sales, yeah. athletes like yeah. seeing yep. kind of everything the ins and outs yeah, of all the all everything under the hood you mm-hmm. got got to kind of experience you know yeah and um, so that that was a good thing and that kind of ran its course and then i but could we i mean rusty was just a board company when you came on when i started and then the clothing and came the clothing out. and that was the big division was you know who's going to ride for the boards who's going to ride for the clothing you know aki was in this position of wanting to ride rusty's boards and billabong was paying him a lot of money for clothing and they didn't want the rusty sticker once he started doing clothing yeah like rusty was like the last guy to get in as a shaper you know where his logo was like when he started his logo was front and center on Aki's on boards and yeah. frohoff's boards and mm-hmm. you know we had an amazing team you know because yeah. everybody wanted Beshin was him. riding him Beshin was riding him pat o'connell farney you know Farney, yep, Farney was not clothing, but but boards. Yeah, Pat, you know, I remember signing Vinny Pat. Pena. Vinny was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like all those guys, you yeah. know, those those were good times. Man. But you were part of the evolution into clothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a licensing deal, so you know, while we had input into designs and you know different things, but it was my my thing was mostly team and marketing. You know, so, so you you were in charge of like advertising and yeah i was doing all budgets that. everything yeah yeah, yeah. were you creative too yeah. like yeah i mean i made with... a bunch of i made a bunch of ads and like my whole thing was like to try to make stuff that would appeal to a kid you know a kid's gonna look at me god that's yeah. rad like make them think make them do that i yeah. still have a bunch of those so were those you things, part yeah. of kalani rob coming on too no that was right after me. Oh, okay that was right after me i went to reef 
And well, I started my own called Callaway Communications, and I did that for about six months. And Reese so, was my biggest client. Why did you leave Rusty? Just oh, I, I actually got in a kind of a scrap with the guy who was the sales manager at the time, and went against him. And he was much better equipped for that fight than I was. You know, more he was litigious thirty than- years. 30 years older and 20 years older, whatever, and just, you know, learn, learn some, yeah, you know, you try to play politics with a politician. Yeah. You're going to lose, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, so that was, that was a, that was a, a good lesson, you know? Yeah. Well, Rusty, I mean, was again, like rapidly growing. You yeah. Yeah. In the five years you left and they were kind of starting to put together like their, their future dream team. Which, we were, we were threatening you know, we were like up with Billabong. We were knocking on Gotcha's door. Yeah, like that. We were doing really, really yeah. well. You know, and we had the same licensee as were Gotcha. Were you there when? Because um, Pi was in the beginning of that, right? Aaron Pi in Gotcha in Rusty in Rusty. Yeah, he. I think he was early investor right? in Rusty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I didn't see Aaron much. I saw EJ more. Mm-hmm. You know, EJ um, was an early EJ investor was too. an early investor too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so yeah, we, yeah, you know, got to got to do all that, and, and um, so you so, struck out on your own. Yeah, I tried to do Callaway Communications, and Reef became my biggest client. So, so kind of a second version of of Kempton's thing. Kind of a different, yeah. yeah, yeah, but definitely learned a lot from Jim, and yep. was inspired by you know, like hey, Be this your own is, boss? yeah, that that was the goal, right? Yeah. And then Reef was quickly my biggest client, and then quickly. Like wanted to be my only client, and and uh, you know Santiago and Fernando kind of sat me down, and, went, and it, it went something like this: like, buddy, you know too much. You got to work for us. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Callaway Communications, mm-hmm. and you're you're basically doing all the marketing, that yeah. consulting, yeah, yeah, okay, was, you know all of that, and and you had other accounts. I had a couple little ones, but nothing nothing compared to Reef. Reef, yeah. Reef was the big fish, right? Yeah. Now, were, was, was Reef float, already popular, or were they... Yeah, okay. yeah, they were. They um, they went to new heights. Like, yeah. That was right before they were starting um, footwear, like sneakers, you know, yeah. close-toe footwear. It was, was, only, uh, was only sandals Jeff Kelly when I started. Jeff Kelly still there? Jeff or? was still yeah. there, yeah. And Jim Watson came in when I was... Wow. Um, when yeah. I was there. That's early days. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the, the funny thing was, like, the Santi and Fernando, the, one of my big regrets is not telling them no. Like, I, I'm going to stay independent and keep my own brand, like, build my own brand up. Because mm-hmm. some of the guys that did that did, you know, really Even, well. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was too quick to just, like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Because, you know, it was like... It's kind of the easy route, right? Yeah. Like, you know, when you have your own agency, you got to, like, find the business, yeah. do the work, yeah. and then chase the money, Yeah, you know? And always doing all three of those things in cycle, bringing in new people. So yeah. I it's, quickly it's realized... Like, it's like you talking to that dude from Beachtown, and you're going to open up your own, whatchamacallit, your own showroom, and then you walk out and you feel the, the, the headwind... In mm-hmm. your face, that cold and north wind, <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, oh shit! I'm gonna take the easy route. Yeah. Same thing here. Like, yeah. you, you, 
you had Reef, and yeah. you could have built a stable of, yeah. of other yeah. business, but retrospectively, I should have done. Yeah, that, you know. But I mean, but, you can't blame you. you know? <laughs> I mean, right? Because you know, it's like. But one of the one of the best stories out of that whole thing, and there were, there was a bunch, but was how the Reef Girl came to be. So when I first started, like their team was like Brock Little and Richard Schmidt. Sonny was on there for a hot minute, but he forgot to put the stickers on, and they, you know, that didn't work out. And then, um, were you in charge of the the team? Not at that time, but yeah, when I when I started, like in earnest as their employee, then I was managing all those athletes, right? Yeah. So that was right when the U.S. Open first started up. Don Meek, first year, huh. or maybe that may actually, I think it was the second year because the first year was kind of a surprise. And it was like, oh, they're doing this thing, and it's in six weeks or whatever, four weeks. And they said, well, bring your team, you know, the old PSA, bring your team to sign autographs, you know. And, you know, all the reef deals, like I went and, and like, basically scooped up most of the momentum generation because they were all, like, they, they weren't. Oh, yeah, Rob, they, Shane. They weren't. You yeah. were part of that. Like, yeah. you were, you know, they, they weren't. They were make so young. <laughs> they were so young that they weren't getting you know big dollar but they, you could see they were the up you guys yeah. you yeah. guys were the up and coming kids right they not he <laughs> I, I identify did you write for Reef he him not did you write, did you write for Reef I did no, not no you did so yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I, yeah cause you I went hired, Dorian no he was yet. he and Kelly were like the only two I didn't have I had and maybe Taylor. Did I, no, I didn't have Taylor. I had Taylor on Rusty. Okay. Um, we worked with him there. But, but yeah, we had, you know, the Malloys and um, Donovan. And and I think Jeff got Donovan. After, and Jeff yeah. got Gerlach. But, and Jeff you know, got me. I got, yeah. <laughs> right. And Dorian. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dorian, Dorian, Dorian was Sinook? not. Dorian was. Dor- Dorian was Sanook. He wasn't Reef. Yeah. He was one of the guys Wait, that, that didn't get Dorian was Sanook? Yeah, Dorian was Sanook. Yeah. I don't but think so. No? Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't Donovan, know. Anyways. Donovan was. Yeah. Timmy Curran. Dorian's always been with Reef. Reef. He's been there for, I think, forever. Yeah. Huh? yeah. yeah. Timmy Curran. No, Donovan was Sanook. Yeah. yeah. After Donovan Reef. Donovan he went with Jeff. Yeah. Basically, he and Jeff were very tight. And they, they, you know, he went with him. But yeah, Timmy Curran. So, amazing. And so, I to announce this, I made a poster, right? And they had done a out of a girl you know they had done it like a sandal big on one page a little surf shot and an even tinier shot of a girl with a g-string from the back and it was like postage stamp in this one page ad that they were doing right and so i made this poster and i made the frame out of duct tape and i like printed all the photos and i like made it by hand wrote funny stuff i made it to look like a kid would have made it himself, put it in his room. And I was like, well... Because that's who's coming to the autograph. one of those bikini shots that you ran in that one ad? Because every kid wants a you know hot chick on his wall, right? So so I put a couple of those. They, and they're like, oh, yeah, we got like four of those like girls that we did that. And it was uh, Vince Cavateo that was shooting those in Hawaii. So I put a couple of those girls in the thing. And I made this poster. And we gave it to all the surf shops. And everybody put it up. And it was it was cool. So... They call us and they say, we're doing this U.S. Open thing. Bring your team to sign autographs. And I'm going like, oh, man. Here like, we go we, again. We pay really these hard. guys 100 bucks or whatever it was. Not much more. Yeah. You know, 
to ride to sandals. Yeah. No, to wear sandals and have a sticker, you know. And um, oh, you're only paying them that much. You were paying them very little compared to Billabong or Quick or those yeah. guys. You know, this yeah, was so just where like, was this? Yeah. We side. were their gas money sponsor. Yeah. You know, whatever. So, so I'm going. Oh, this is going to be a nightmare because they don't want to do it for Quick. They're definitely not going to want to do it for us. Like on the same day or you know, at the, you know, they, they you know, they, nobody they didn't like doing that stuff. Yeah. You know. So I'm going, oh, man, I'm going to be sitting there in the booth by myself. Like, it's going to be like pulling teeth to get these guys. And then I could see, you know, that not looking too good for my new bosses, you know. So I looked at this poster and I was like, wait a second. You can't tell. The genius. You don't see that girl's face. Like, I'm just going to find a girl that looks like that from the back and buy that same bikini and put a Miss Reef sash on her so this is your brainchild my brainchild baby the, <laughs> the line we're gonna pack this the house. line was a down around the infield that whole you know like there was a hundred people in line so wait most did, of the did day, you advertise it as miss reef girl yeah, signing autographs sign out yeah yeah so you created a miss reef girl signing autographs yep <laughs> signing autographs Autograph posters, right? Yeah. And she looked just like the girl on the poster. No one knew. Yeah. You know, no one knew. The funniest thing was like all those guys I was worried wouldn't show up, couldn't get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were all there like, oh, I want to sign When's this done? Can we yeah. extend yeah. it? Yeah. 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 We'll Two o'clock. Yeah. Dude, yeah. people will be here till five yeah. or six. And so the light bulb went on, right? Like it was like, oh, okay, I wanted something here. This yeah. is this is good. Then you start making yeah. the, po- the, well, the calendars. Well, and- then we transferred it because... Like, all the orders were written by the time the ASR came around, right? And they used to have this tent that was their booth, like, enclosed tent. Big Tony would be at the front. Reef. Yeah. It, it, because there was no one in there writing orders, and they wanted to look busy. So they'd all sit around the front. And someone would go, oh, hey, how are yeah. you doing? Create but they a- wouldn't bring anyone into the tent to see that the emperor had no clothes, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it was just... Like it was that, all show. You know, so, and, you know, it was not super busy in front of the booth either. So I was like, all right, you guys want to crowd at the booth? Watch this. You know, three reef girls signing posters in front of the, again, the lines down the trade show aisle. Yeah, like, so huge. so you know? when you told Santiago and Fernando what your idea was, were they all in or were they like, oh, I don't know? You know, they, 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 were, they were never super enthusiastic. You know, it was all more like, well, maybe that'll work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they agreed. We'll give it a shot. They agreed to, you know, f- like foot the bill. Yeah. You know? Well, like, we, we grew up with the, the, that was the OP Pro, and they, they did a bikini contest at yeah. the beach. It was kind of like hand in hand with the And a riot broke out. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course, that <laughs> one year. But Reef had, a, you know, a triple crown reef event. It was Uruguay, Argentina, and Brazil. They yeah. did like this South yeah. America like package. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, that you was know, on fire. They, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they mixed my business and pleasure. Room, yeah. But uh, well, the thing is, it's uh, sex sells and we're buying. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that, and, you know, for, we used to get letters and the letters were two thirds in favor of mostly from women, yeah. you know, and one third against, you know, on the like mostly the ads in the magazines. Yeah. Right? Because we were front spread of the magazines you know and so um and that was fernando's idea like to 
buy up and get that get real estate in the very front of like the first thing you see when you open the magazine is reef bong you so, know? so that was, going back to the first one was yeah. Fernando and Santiago there were they at they the, were at the US Open yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so they, they were there saw it. at they, the first yeah. time that you they, did it they saw it did you look over at them and just kind of smile and they were like dude uh-huh. I you hit the nail on the head yeah I don't remember getting that You're warm like, a reaction, but they, they were definitely, they were definitely uh, stoked. When's that contract up? We're going to sell. Huh? Hey, you went Jerry Maguire on him, huh? But you, Show me the money! But you guys were making men's and women's products and yeah. everything, so yeah. it wasn't like you were yeah. just trying to grip, you know, like yeah. this was the benefit sales for reading well, everything. And Fernando's thing was like, you know, to haters, you know, he would just say, hey, any beach around the world, you're gonna see. That's yeah. where that you walk down the beach. That's what you yeah. see. Yeah. We're not. It's not pornography. Yeah. No. You know. It's beach. The name and is, that was the best comeback you could have done. It's right? beach here. Was, it's yeah. Reef Brazil. Yeah. 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 And that's what Brazilians. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Been to Brazil? Like? Yeah. That's <laughs> what Brazilians wear. Right? That's yeah. what everybody yeah. wears. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that that worked out really well. And so then you know a couple of years into the thing, it's like, well, you know, we better have a reef Miss Reef party, right? So. The first one was Florida, and uh, around Surf Expo. Around Surf Expo, and all I did was I printed up a flyer, walked around the first day of the trade show to every bikini booth, and just gave them out like you win a thousand bucks and a you know you contract to be Miss Reef for a year and yeah. some travel, and, Jeez. you know. And then we had thirty-two girls and showed up, and and Fast Eddie and and some of his guys showed up, and they actually were security for us at the holiday inn and you know some you know people like just rush the stage on those things and yeah. stuff like that so that was They're being safe. semi mayhem you know in that one and and uh and but that's then we went the to do another one yeah in, it's all the talk in you know a year later we did one in san diego at that trade show right and well, i hotel. remember yeah you were I there remember them yeah yeah so we did I mean, that, and when the Reef girls were signing autographs, there was yeah. lines every fucking. Yeah. yeah. And so Big Tony was our chief of security because he'd been with them forever, and I love Tony. I used to, he and I used to be roommates. Like a, we'd go to shows. Yeah. And uh, we, we so get Tony, Tony was, um, like I, I'm like he's our head of security, and they're like. Um, well, you have to use all our security. And I go, okay, we'll use your security, but Tony knows us. He knows our thing. Like, he runs it, right? So this was the U.S. Grant Hotel. Pretty nice hotel, downtown San Diego. I'd set the whole thing up with a manager, contracts. And he enforced this thing. And luckily, I wrote it in the contract. And, uh, that you know we had to use their security, but Tony was going was to point charge. Was the, yeah, was the charge. captain of security yeah. is what we call them, and so for whatever reason, their security did not show up that night at all. What? To a what? man, there's supposed to be like twelve guys. We had five or six bars in a ballroom, right? Yeah, and so Tony was by himself doing this whole thing. Every kid in San Diego wanted to go to that definitely thing, and there was like five thousand invites, you know. For the bikini contest and you know three hours into it or whatever i see tony inside with a drink like he just buckled you know poor guy like he was doing it all by himself yeah he's guarding like, the front door and it just like you know and then the walls came in and i remember some kid was probably like 15 with a mohawk like skipping through the thing like he was in a mosh pit with a bottle of jack with the porter still in it going like this 
And I'll never forget that image. Like, oh man, I'm going to jail. You know, like I saw it at the end. So yeah, I was just like, oh no, this is a liability. It wouldn't happen. And so, but you know, it it went off without died down. The only kid that got hurt tried to do a stage dive from the second floor balcony onto his friends, and they all parted and he on the marble floor, and he broke his leg. But that was the only injury. (laughs) But there was like so, I, I walk in to the manager's office the day after, or two days after. On the Monday, and he goes, "You owe us twenty thousand dollars for damages, theft of alcohol, blah 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 blah." I just pulled out the contract and went, "Your security, right here." Yeah, we we wrote this in. There's your signature. They did not show up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's our lawyer's card. See ya. Yeah, you know. So you guys were unscathed. Never heard a thing Good. after that. You know, it was just like, oh my gosh, gotta get in writing. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it was just like. And yeah. it's to protect both parties, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but the, not, was... the no show an event with like five thousand, you know, oh. ASR goers looking yeah. that that could have been bad. If I hadn't written that in yeah. and had him sign it, that that would have been Yeah, Big Tony really is bad. no no one to be yeah. Yeah. No. So five years with Reef? Four. Four. Four and change, yeah. And then FCS. So what happened with on. Reef just ran its course? You know, the the defining moment was I checked out somebody that I knew shoes. Like I, I would look down and see what people were wearing, you know. And my friend busted me. He goes, "You just checked out my shoes, didn't you?" Like, and I'm like, <laughs> and I just like footwear is only so exciting. It's funny because now I make wetsuit boots, right? I'm back in the footwear business, but but it's only so exciting. The FCS thing, I just saw the potential, yeah. you know. Because can I go back to Reef though? Because what's crazy is how big Reef became. Not only in in the marketing, like the, the, yeah. the bikini thing was insane. Like yeah. it, it put Reef on the map. Yeah. Like your idea put Reef on the map. But also, you know how they, what do they call it when uh, some, when the product, when the name becomes the product, mm-hmm. like it, it's synonymous with what, instead yeah. of saying thongs, yeah, a, they say reef. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it gets yeah. so yeah. big and dominant. Yeah. Kleenex. Kleenex. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of tissue, mm-hmm. it's Kleenex. Yeah. Uh, soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Coke. Coke. Yeah. Right? Like it. it's, it's crazy how. Yeah. How when you become synonymous yeah. with it. Well, reef was that. Yeah. And I worked at Huntington Surf and Sport. And I remember I handled the sandals, you know, yeah. the buying and the yeah. restocking. Yeah. And I remember just going, Crazy. holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those guys, I mean, Santiago I, is amazing because he, he really figured out how to make those those things better than anyone, yeah. right? Like, that was one of the things of their success and how to make them cheaply in, in yeah. Brazil and, and Cause, uh, cause make the, that all work. The different categories that you, the, the sandal category and product lines i mean it exploded yeah you know because yeah. there yeah. was like the reef that was thongs mm-hmm. and then um well, we started doing shoes like we were doing well, all no, the convertible yep yep and, and it was, was like not only was it men convertible yeah, women convertible, convertible. Yeah. junior yeah. toddler convertible. Yeah. like so like it was a trip to watch you know the, yeah. the sandal wall grow yeah and it's because of one brand that like yeah you know, because they created just like, just like every category, Reef was like 
because there's flojos before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Rainbow. There was and a lot rainbow. of rainbow. Yeah. But when Reef came on, it was like, holy shit. Then Etni started to make sandals. Yeah. Quicksilver yeah. started to make yeah. sandals. Like, the it became a category. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Like everything, you know? Like when something pops off, mm-hmm. all the other brands look and go, We're got, we got to yeah. do that too. And it was treated as like a kind of a summer, you know, category where it's like, hey, you would get your space and winter, you know, and yeah. then it would kind of die down to where they're like, shit, this, sell mm-hmm. all, this sells all year round. So yeah. It, yeah. It, that, that space wouldn't go away. Yeah. It wouldn't downsize. Yeah. It just kind of stayed yeah. from then on. Even yeah. though for the longest time, like, you know, what we just said, all those brands jumping in, Etni's making, they made a big splash too mm-hmm. and got in the sandal yeah. game. But Reef, I mean, you know, from your time and then the bottle, you know, Keenan coming up with a bottle opener. Yeah. You know, like Heavy. there's so many. Yeah. But when they, when people start getting out of their lane and trying to do shoes, because I know what mm-hmm. you're, you're yeah. saying, the shoes failed. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of did. I mean, it was, well, we did okay in the beginning and it took us inland. That was the thing, like, because I hired Jim Rippey and then Terry A and, mm. you know, a bunch of snowboarders. Yeah. And that was the first foray, you know, and then some skaters. And we were never going to be a hardcore skate brand, yeah. but it took us inland. And we added five, six hundred accounts in a year. So like, crazy. just It was the same demographic, just a different geographic, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so yeah. these are the surf kids. There's just love, no surf. I love that sentence. It's the same demographic, but a different geographic. For sure. Yeah. That's that. That's. I mean, that's what why. I did. That's why. I'm I, to quote that one. You're, you're going to steal that one. You're I'm going to quote that's that put, one. Is, yeah. Yeah. But that's what. Why you know, Pac Sun and some of these yeah. other mall like yeah. channels like exploded because they brought yeah. that like lifestyle yeah. to the demographic, yeah. and geographic. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. See, that's and I think I learned, I learned that kind of at Pac Sun, and I used it at Rusty because I took them into like Tony Hawk was getting boards from Rusty, so. You know, we got him in the clothing, you know. We had a guy named Jason Ford who was a really good snowboarder early, early years. And this guy, Jeff Brushy, who then became remember Jeff huge. Yeah. You know, so we had really good snowboarders. And so we did this whole surf, skate, snow thing. And, you know, it was like boarding anywhere, yeah. right? Because that was the, the start of it all, yeah. you know. It's funny because, you know, you bring up skate, surf, snow... And not any, not everybody can do that. Yeah, you know. And it's funny. There's only certain brands that are known for that. Yeah. But everyone tries it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the music and yeah. the art and the you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So stay in your lane, folks. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah. There's something to that, right? There, definitely. So then. Is that? So then after Reef. So then, yeah, the FCS thing kind of came on my radar, and. It was from a friend of mine that, like, Larry Block was distributing it here. And is no, Larry Block a person? Larry Block is a person. Okay. Block Surf. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Simi Valley is where he, and he's got a surf shop up there, but he's got all that Block Surf yeah. part of his product. Well, like, I which remember. was dominating I when was I was a person. Person. And he was, like, he was like me. Yeah, I we did a lot. Him. We bought a lot. HSS bought a lot from Larry Block. Yeah. Yeah. I used to see him on the road all the time, and he was... You know, he was one of those guys that the brand was literally him, you know? Yeah. And so, but it really wasn't going anywhere. And they, they had a failure in Japan where they tried to launch it. It was three Aussie guys. And they used to do Gorilla Grip when Jeff Kelly did Track Top. And that was the, you know, them and Herbie were the only grips early on. So my friend was like, hey, I can make this. You can sell it. 
let's go into business and compete with these guys. And so I met him at the trade show and I asked a bunch of questions and I was kind of sizing up the opportunity. You met the Aussies? Yeah, the okay. Aussies. And uh, I, I concluded that like they've got patents, they got infrastructure, they got experience, and they got some dough. And I'm not putting my little nest egg up against that, you know, to go work twice as hard for next to nothing when you're, you know, like when I got a, this reef gig's going good, you know. Yeah. And a couple years later, probably a year later, they came to me and said, we're opening an office in California. We need to reboot this whole thing and we want you to run it. And I kind of kept saying no until I couldn't say no anymore. Like the, the offer. And were you got, still at Reef? I was still at Reef, okay. yeah. And so I left Reef to go do that. And um, did they have distribution here already, like FCS, or were they just trying to break into the market? Really, no, they were trying to break in the market. Every surf shop was all glass on. Yeah, the only FCS you'd find was on a little CI twin finner that Al made that had one little nubster fin with two plugs on the tail that you could take out, and and that was it. Everything else was glass on, and within you know nine, ten months, it was like 90% FCS. I literally would, Rusty was really good. He gave me a letter, you know, saying, I'm using it, I'm backing it, I believe in it, which is a big deal, right? So, sorry, the guys from FCS want you to open up their office or work at the office. Mm -hmm. Start an office in in the U.S., basically, right? And run marketing and sales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I became the, you know, the president at that point, you know? And so that was kind of my first shot at like being my own, yeah. you know, running, driving the ship, right? Yeah. Like, and I remember having a conversation like Fernando generously took me to, um, to Salt Lake City on a snowboard trip, like with his marketing team to just like kind of coalesce and stuff. And I remember sitting up with him in first class, like talking because like, I poached the seat, like just like and started talking to him and, you know, for once, I was on the his side of the desk, you know, having to tell people, well, we can't do that. We got to do this. And we had the best conversation about, like, now I get it. You know, now I see what your side of the desk yeah. looks for. Because, you know, like, Fernando was super smart. And the reason Reef was so successful was he had that vision of distribution everywhere, you know. And he was a lawyer um, trained in Argentina, but he had the chops to... Like, set that up right. Yeah. And those guys were passionate, and they just went for it hard, you know? Yeah, because you're creating an industry um, Mm -hmm. with FCS. Yeah. They didn't have distribution, not no shapers in the U.S. Yeah. were using FCS. No, exactly. So, you know, it was me and a a guy from Australia that they, they had brought over, like, training people how to put it in and... Me talking surfboard builders into doing it. Yeah. You know? Because um, you, you had to develop a pitch line. But it was so easy. Here's the thing. Wasn't like, <clears throat> I mean, think about it. Every board's got glass on right? I would literally, we made the first streamlined board bag that looked like a surfboard. That wasn't a pro-light, like, giant big depressor, yeah. big, oversized, right? So, it was pointy-nosed, kind of round-tail template of a surfboard. But with no fins, you no can put fin three yeah. of them in there, zip it up, and it looked like one, yeah. right? And it was still more streamlined than the... And so I would walk into the shop with that, put it down, unzip it, pull out three boards, and 
guys would just be going like, whoa, what if I told you, what do you got, 100 boards in the rack? You could fit three. You could put 200 tomorrow yeah. without changing a thing, right? Now, what if I told you that when you sell, because changing fins on these things is like changing tires on a race car. What if I told you, you could, if you sold two sets of fins, you'd make as much as you were making on the board? Bing, I'm in, you know? Yeah. Cheaper shipping, no damage, no broken fins. Yeah. yeah. You know, now you got another category to sell, and you're yeah. making more but, margin. Yeah. The, the no, it's so easy to say no because people are so afraid to, and lazy for change. Yeah. And you have to start with the shapers, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't get the shapers on board, you're not yeah. going to get the shops on board. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean I can't buy this board? Man, you know, it's board well, brand if they're yeah. not offering these. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, like you were saying, Rusty gave you a letter saying they were going to yeah. get behind it. Well, and I got Kelly. You know, Kelly Slater? Well, we got Kelly. Yeah, Kelly was early adopter. Like, Sonny was one of the early adopters. And Sonny and Kelly together, I mean, who's going to say, like, oh, that doesn't work? Because those yeah. two guys are riding it. Yeah. Like, and they were the, you know, two best, most powerful so surfers. How how did that come about? Like. It was funny because, and- well, um, one of the three Aussies had a relationship with Kelly and his manager and had been like feeding him fins already. And there was this back and forth when they were trying to get me in. And I was talking to Kelly's manager at the time and he was going, I don't know. I think we're going to go with this other one, maybe. And I was like, whoa, wait a sec. And I told the Aussie guys, I go, hey, if he goes... If he doesn't do anything, I'm in. If he does something else, I'm out. I'm not going to fight him because he was, you know, like yeah, he just yeah. had, he was the Uber marketing tool. Yeah. Not tool, but, but you know, yeah. asset. Yeah. yeah. Asset would be the better. Kelly's thing. such a tool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you yeah. totally, you know, you're, the, yeah. yeah, you're totally right on, on like, yeah. Yeah. the amount of. Yeah, I just thought power I, you I, had. it would have been an uphill climb, right? Yeah. Like, it was just a no-brainer. You're talking about the X? What's that? It, yeah, it was Red X. Yeah. Exactly. Trying to pioneer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've had success. How long was yeah. it out in Australia before they tried to adventure into three this years. market? So three years of success yeah. there. Well, no. They, no, they, they weren't, weren't. They weren't that successful there. Mm. They were they were force-feeding little bits, but they it didn't become very successful until it was very successful here. Wow. And then the whole world caught on in a year, you know? Yeah. But it but had to be here... And Kelly. To be legitimate, you know? So, so you knocked down Rusty right off the bat. Yeah. And then did you yeah. go... Well, he to, was very good, you know, in, in doing that. Because he believed in it, yeah. you know? So he... So did you go after Channel Islands and... Mm-hmm. I went after everybody. Yeah. And like I said, it happened so fast. In less than a year, three quarters of the boards on the racks were FCS. Man. Because it was a no-brainer. Yeah. You know? for them, It was an absolute no-brainer, you know? And, you know, the cool thing was, like, when I was first asking those guys a lot of questions, they gave me a bunch of fins. And I had Rusty make me a board and put it in and, you know, went out to try it. And I wrote it, you know, 20 times or 30 times with the same set of fins in it. I never changed them. And then one day on a win, because you didn't think that way mentally, because all your other boards, you didn't change the fins, they were glassed on, right? Like, so, and then on a lark, I was like, hey, let's see what these other fins are like. Put another set in, went down the end of the street to Wind and Sea and surfed. 
first turn, it's like, oh, it's a different board. And I went home and I got the other two sets, sat on the beach, like trying them all, like in and out. And the light bulb went on. It was yeah. like changing tires on a race car right here, yeah. you know? And that was the, the start of of that. Yeah. You know? that it's was- so wild because a lot of shapers, even on the glass, you know, because it was 100% glass on prior mm-hmm. to, they all had their own their own template template, yeah. template you know yeah yeah like this tim stamps off yeah. fin right here yeah um by futures by futures yeah but, yeah but <laughs> well, you know what like but it was interesting yeah because it's like you know yeah. here you are nobody wants to make it more complicated it's like oh i'm just if yeah. the board works it works because yeah. you know here's yeah. the fans that's what it's supposed to be and then yeah. all of a sudden like but now you had a game-changing idea that yeah. has validity that does work yeah. yeah. Now you can ride that same board and, and hollowways or mushy ways and change the fins and it's going to work and great. Yeah. Music, Absolutely. The music to everyone's ears is not only is it going to create a category, enhance uh, performance, Yeah. but the big thing is add sales. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. the retailer, yeah. that's what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the performance well, side. Yeah. yeah the whole course. thing. But. So. The funny thing is that Vince and I were always friends through, like we were head-to-head competitors. Vince Longo, the owner Vince of Futures. Vince Longo, the o- owner of Futures, yeah. right? And I exited FCS a few years ago, you know? And, and um, you know, 20 years doing anything is plenty, right? Like it was it was good. It, you know, there was is that how VC, long you were there for? Yeah, it was 20, there 20 years. VC group that owned it did some shady stuff. You know, the, not the guys that own it now, but the guys that owned it two times before. So it sold a few times, you know, and, and my equity got diluted heavily. But the upside is going to work every day for 20 years. Pretty stoked, excited to do what you do, yep. you know, because you give someone a set of fins like people would look at that chart of 30 fins or 50 fins or 100 fins on it and they just kind of glaze over like, dude, just tell me what to ride, you know? All right, all right well, all right, there's your board. Yep. What, where are you surfing? Okay, Huntington, yep. you know, er, every day. Okay, and what do you want that board to do better? Oh, you know, looser off the top. Okay, we're going to go with bigger front fins and a smaller trailer. And people would come up to me and hug me and just go like, oh my God, that's board... So, game changer. Yeah, so much was, better. Like somewhat of game a formula that you guys figured out based yeah. on like the, the type of power of the wave and yeah, the slope exactly. of the wave. That's what kept me there so long was like how appreciative people were, yeah. how psyched they were, that their board worked better than ever and they you know they figured it out. But the, the whole fin thing... Can surf better? Can you get him a new set of fins? Well, here, I, can, I, can, I can tell him how to figure out what he needs, right? Like... And, so it's like when you look at this, it looks like an airplane wing, right? Like a pair of wings. Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting here and you're looking at the fin, like this side of the fin has got a big curve on it around the outside like that. The other side is the flat side, right? We're dealing with two two side fins. So if you put them both together, it looks like kind of an airplane wing or a boomerang in this case, right? But the thing about that longer curved side right here, the outside, it's longer, like the water or the air, to go from there to there has a longer distance than the straight line on that side, right? But you're not splitting the atmosphere or the ocean. It's not going to, it's got to come back together in the same place. Yeah. So the water that has farther to go has to go faster, 
right, than the water on the other side. So that acceleration of that material, whether it's water or air, creates what's called a low pressure, yep. which is lift, right? And so if you've got the two flat sides on the bottom and the curved side, now it's the plane going down the runway. There's the tail. It's a rudder, right? You get the air going over the wings. The plane's going to fly, move around, right? But what happens is if you've got the, um, the lift coming up like this, now you're going to translate it from... The deck of the board's up here, right? Up yep. where my fingers are, right? So these are your two side fins. You know, like I said, the center is just a rudder, basically, like the tail of the airplane. But now your your wings have gone from that to that, and they're hanging down. So if I'm going to go turn towards Linden like that, now, which way is the lift from this wing going? That way, down into the water, right? So this fin is kind of being held. But this is the wing that's lifting the airplane that's rotating your board through the turn. So it's accelerating. And that's that thruster feel, squirt, squirt, like, yeah. you know, wing, wing, goes faster wing, when you're, two, you're pivoting two versus turns, just right? going so, so when you have a bigger fin, if you move, the, if you have a bigger base like that, moves that stall point up where, like, if the water's going like this, it, the fin's just kind of neutral, right? But if the water's hitting here, which it is when I'm turning towards him, or yeah. sorry, hitting here, it's like someone holding it, you know? So by moving that stall point up, the board will rotate through that turn faster and more positively. Conversely, you've got a bigger wing pushing it around on the other side, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So it, it aerodynamics. I, I never understood Hydro. it for a long time. Hydro. like till Till somebody... You know, explained it to me, and I kind of figured out, like, oh, yeah, it's like the airplane. Like, you're sitting in your seat looking out at the wing here, you know, with the engine on it, and that's the curved side, that's the flat side. So, yeah, I love and the, it. And the, the angle, the rake, the, you know, surface area. I mean, there's so many variables. Yeah, the flex. The flex, the flex is like suspension on a race car, right? Mm -hmm. The more flexy the fin is, the more the board will sink into the turn, mm. right? And the stiffer it is, the more it's going to skitter through the yeah. turn, right? Well, and thank so, God yeah, for FCS and features <laughs> to, yeah. you know, add a new dimension to to how we surf. Yeah, you know? for sure. But Vince, I love Vince. Like, we were head-to-head -head competitors for 20 years, and we used to go on surf trips together and just, you know, what a, what a cool guy. And it's so good to, like, not be afraid to, like, call up your competitor and, and you know, be friends with them yeah you know because that you know Friendly i've seen it you remember the whole thing between the magazines and the yeah you know in the 90s and, and stuff like it was like it was hard to be friends with both of them yeah. even though you were some quicksilver like, bill ball right like yeah we saw you talking to someone you know and it's just like well so yeah yeah great great vince has done a great job great competition you know yeah. brings out excellence for sure you know yeah, like yeah. they're just Pushing each other, pushing up innovation, each other. progressive. Yeah, and there's you know there's space in the marketplace for both of them to succeed. You know? Yeah, it's Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of what it is. Right? I watch a good show about yeah. that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and there's Mr. no one, no one's looking for a third fin base, right? Like another system, like a third fin base, because it's like there's no room for Dr Pepper. You know, it's just yeah. like nah. We got these two. I'm good, right? Yeah. And everybody, I mean, what's your guys' perception? Do you figure like everybody's got some of both now? Or I think or not? so. I think um, 
I think most people will try both and they'll yeah. start leaning one way eventually, kind of more dominating, yeah. you know. For sure, more dominant. But everybody gets tempted in by the one board that has the other system. But, and then but, they're like, oh, I got to get some. But other they things. should have, you know, if you're grabbing a board, if it's custom, you're going to put what you yeah. feel like. But if yeah. you're grabbing a board off the rack, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't think somebody else would pass up that possible you know magic gym based mm-hmm. on the fin boxes yeah, yeah you know? you're gonna get the it, fins and i hope from not. the other hope, guys and yeah. just use yeah. what yeah you know what i mean if yeah. i saw a board and it just felt and looked and whatever yeah yeah whether you, you had a favorite fin set yeah yeah you know i yeah you get something still get close it. in the fin department and go for it right? why not yeah i've yeah. done that that's recently that. you know yeah. yeah where i'm more i've been a little bit more on the future side yeah. of Yep. Boards. Mm-hmm. And um, I grabbed a board with FCS and I was like, damn, I don't want FCS. Right. But I grabbed it anyway because yeah. the board was yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. That's but it works amazing. Yeah. So. Well, now that? I want to mold a pair of boots for you okay. because that's what yeah. I do now. So and tell us about. Okay. Let me yeah. just start this heater. Okay. Yeah. Because it takes a few minutes to warm it these up. It takes 10 minutes to, to heat and, the boots up. And so. then maybe you could use some. Some props. Yeah. Too. So, so light. Game so this changer. is our boot heater. Gear. So these boots are different than any other wetsuit boot on the market. Because the whole bottom half, in fact, I'm just going to show it because we'll just heat up one and mold it to your foot so you have that experience. The whole, the whole all this shiny part, this whole bottom half of the boot, there's no seams in it. It's one piece of molded material with a thin sole glued on. And this material, it's called thermoform. It doesn't soak any water. And so half of the boot stays completely light. It doesn't soak any water at all. But the coolest thing about it is neoprene, which is you know what everybody uses for boots. You know, booty is basically a neoprene sock with some straps and sole on it to try to keep it in place thing about neoprene is it's a foam with t-shirt type material laminated on one or both sides of it. It soaks water and when it does that it stretches, right? That's why your suit gets more comfortable, your boots get more comfortable when you when you get them wet, right? But because this is material that you can mold to your foot with heat and then it stays that way, it doesn't stretch out when it gets wet, it fits you way better and because it's one piece of material that's molded into that shape and then tweaked to customize to your foot it just fits your foot better you get it's, it so better. Every, everybody has a different arch on the bottom of their foot yeah. different contours and yep. this will... a lot of people have that second toe that goes further out than their their big toe Weirdos. it's called a morton toe <laughs> and it's weird that i know that but that's <laughs> I just learned that the other day. It's called a Morton toe. But when we mold these boots to someone who has that, this one's sticking out to here and the other one's there. Yeah. And you can just see like, oh, and those are your boots, dude. Look at that, you know? So, yeah. so, so it's pretty cool. You can have a Morton's toe. Yeah, and, and this will mold to it. Like a mouth guard. You know, you ever mold a mouth guard yeah. to your teeth? You know, that kind of thing. It's the same principle. But the cool thing about this is besides it, working better because it's one piece molded not only does it stay lighter but it, there's no seams like most boots it looks like that you see the sole glued on this is all molded this mm. is just yeah but most boots have stitching in here they have tape they have another sole inside and so when you're rolling your foot onto the deck of your board like we do 
you feel all this stuff and the boot doesn't move with quite the way your foot moves. This does, and that, that's what you're gonna feel with board feel, right? Like, so it, it kind of feels like you're barefoot, but your, your foot's in a light, nice little warm, protective membrane, you know? So people that don't like booties like these a whole lot more. That's the, that's the thing. And the, the cool thing that we've done with, um, with retailers because my partner Jamie, he worked at Burton. That's you know not where the technology came from, but that's kind of where the where the idea for the technology came from. From boots. Yeah. So, from so he, did, he did snowboard boots and bindings and stuff at Burton, and he came to me with a glove, you know, years ago, going, "Hey, look, we mold this glove, you know, custom fit," and you know, I was like, "Yeah, cool. Well, let's do boots because we'll sell a lot more boots," you know. And we just came out with gloves, and they're a little bit different now but um but the boots like in four years we went from nothing to tied with excel for second on the like action watch you know booties in the u.s so we've done we've done really good and we're just two you know guys that still surf every day yeah and because we grew up going to surf shops like we sell online like everyone does yeah you know you have to these days but because we grew up going to surf shops, we believe in surf shops. Like that's that's where kids get their first real taste of the stoke of surfing. You know, it's yeah. like so. What we try to do is drive people to the shops using our Instagram, using our YouTube channel, using our website to go get a pair of boots molded to their feet or fitted yeah. for them perfectly. Some shops do this molding, and others don't. So they, they do come with a little pair of socks, and I, I think I... Did you get them? No, I was going to... Okay, they're right behind you on that table there. So we use a, a little pair of real thin split-toe socks to when we're molding, because you can, A, you can put your foot in there when it's a little warmer, but B, um, it makes the perfect amount of space between your foot and the, and the boot, right? So that goes on your big toe, that little... The little part goes on your big toe. <laughs> split toe. Yep, split toe. Because there's an in, there's an internal split toe inside. Yeah. Just a short one. But it gives you that grip when you're grinding your foot into the board. And these come with a set. They come with them. Okay. And, you know, hang on to those because you won't need them once you mold the boots. Yeah. But if, if you you're going to San Francisco and you've got a three mil boot, you might want to wear those. You know, it might just be that extra. Oh, so you can wear these under. You can wear them on. You, know, you can wear them surfing. But some people wear, wear them all the time. You make them for molding your foot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and I mean, I've got, I've got. My partner has a couple kids now: thirteen-year-old boy, fifteen-year-old yeah. girl. And like, when you go to put suits on a kid, yeah. wet suit on a kid, put those socks on them or plastic. Slide right, right, right through. Slide yeah. right through. Yeah, like not, that. Not like when you see the, the, chicken the, the plastic the bag. You know, yeah, plastic bags work really good too. But, yeah. but those, you know, those work and. You know, squirmy kids are hard to get in and out of wetsuits, man. That's for sure. And there's that one, you know, age group where they jump from the leg, uh, yep. leg zippers, you know, the cuff, yep. to, yeah, to like regular, and then you're like, oh man, it's a whole nother. Yeah, it's a yeah. whole nother world of hurt. So how long? Um, so ten minutes to heat the boots boots up with yep. this with this um, and you're here, and we we're you're mentioning earlier too, like the importance of the surf shop and 
you know, when they're spending that extra like 20 minutes in the shop getting the mm-hmm. boots mold, they're cruising around, checking out other stuff, you that's know, kind of hanging out. and that, That's it. It takes them 10 minutes to heat the boots. They need to leave them on for 15 because it wants to go back to where it was, yeah. where it was molded at. But if your foot's in there, that's where it's going to cool and that's how it's going to be shaped yeah. when it's done. That process is really, you know, valuable to the retailer because... A, you're turning them on to new technology that will help them surf better and, and really works better, right? Yeah. But B, they're captive audience for 15, 20 minutes at least. And when they got the boots on, they need to be walking around. So are they going to fall in love with a board, a wetsuit, something else? Yeah. You know? Odds are yes, right? Yeah. It's the hope. So it's the plan. The other thing is the, the amount of like just doing this process for somebody the people that do it swear by it and they go you know what we'll do that for a guy and the next week like three of his friends will come in like oh man that guy loves those boots told me he's like set them up fit them perfect he's yeah so you get this referral business mm-hmm. that's so valuable yeah. and you're you're be well you it's know, that technology that is in snowboard boots exactly that you know, if it works for snowboarding Barefoot and it feel. works for this, then and yeah. why why wouldn't you want a better fitting exactly yeah. sizes exactly? Because if it fits perfectly, mm-hmm. the 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 better you surf. Yeah, exactly. In, in right. the cold and more comfort, and you stay warmer, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, so I just uh, started following Solite Boots. Oh, cool. And. Uh, I'm looking and I see Surf Industry. SEMA follows you. Are mm-hmm. you going to be present at their their demo Surfscape, or will you be at HSS one or HSS is this weekend, right? I think the 25th. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I my kid has a mountain bike race in Lake Kachuma. Nice. And yeah, he's surfing and he's mountain biking, racing mountain bikes. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss the that demo. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them going on yeah. now, which is yeah. which is great it's, for the industry yeah. and, and to get people like hands on, hear from Absolutely. an expert, and yeah, get people uh, knowledgeable Absolutely. about the products. Yeah. You know, I tend to see those things as so valuable, but a lot of you know people can try a surfboard or a wetsuit. You know, surfboards are first, wetsuits are second, boots are a distant third, fourth, fifth. You Especially know? in California. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Although yeah. this this has been a cold year. It's no been a cold, it. yeah. So. Yeah, I surfed yesterday. I took one through Grom down there because it was like one foot, you know, my yeah. littlest. Yeah. And water warmed up a little bit. Yeah. 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 It feels like we're headed for spring. Hopefully. Oh, let's hope about, so. We're ready, right? So, yeah. So, that, that's... um. So, how and, long have you been with Solite? So Jamie and I have been doing this for about eight years, but the product's only been on the market for five. This is our fifth winter. Nice. Right? So we're in Europe. We're in South America. Okay. So this one's ready. Okay. And that's the left or right? This is the right. So just slip that on. Oh, you didn't have the the sock on. It's ready. Okay. All right. Yeah. I keep them warm as I can because all the stretching happens in the first minute. So what you're going to do is you're going to get this one on. And then uh, just get up and, and walk around. And it might feel a little tight at first, but when you, if you walk around and you scuff your foot a little bit. You want me to do the Velcro too, everything? Yeah, just do up the strap yeah. and then just get up on your feet and start walking. 
Jump around. Scuff and scuff your foot if it feels tight. Scuff it a little bit and just walk around a little bit. This you one do feel really flexible, like you know, like it's got a nice, nice bend. Yeah, good flex patterns in the in the sole. <laughs> yeah, it feels. Oh, God. <laughs> the lip was over here. Now it's flipping down. Yeah, is it too you tight? Wear booties, or we, usually, I would fit you beforehand, but we were doing so What's much that? talking. Do you wear booties? I haven't in a while, just because like I. You know, years ago, I rolled, you know, I got caught jumping mm-hmm. up to my feet and yeah. rolled my toes underneath. Right. And I was just been kind of like, oh, I don't want to get hurt again. Let's see how you... Yeah, I don't think you'll, I don't think you'll trip on me. Yeah. The strap is really good, too. Like, a yeah. lot of the air guys love that three-point strap because you got a little more support there. I heard Kelly wore these, good. right? Yeah, he did. He gave it rave views, right? He was stoked on them, yeah. 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 Feels good. Good. I, I wish it stayed this warm, you know, all the time. <laughs> can it just, can I keep well, the heat? It does. <laughs> it does yeah. for all no, I mean, intents and purposes. These are pretty warm. Like, they're, your no, feet stay sure. toasty now. You know, we, we've, uh, yeah, so we just started doing gloves. We just started doing a hat. That, yeah, show them uh, some of the other products. So, for, for this us, is our first infomercial, hey, bro. For us bald dudes, yeah. this, this hat's game changer in the freaking sun. Yeah. So, worst wipeouts I've ever had were surfing hollow waves like cloud break or whatever because you couldn't see the lip coming down. So now we do this, and you can see everything coming at you. You can duck dive. You can see where you're bottom turning when you're looking up. Howling back out, you don't have to crane your neck. Now my neck's in the shade if the sun's back here. Yeah. And then when I get out the back, and I just sit there in the shade. That is right. Pretty amazing. So you we don't we that? don't do stuff like we don't do stuff just to do it. Yeah. Like our whole thing There's is if we can't do it markedly better, we're not doing it. You know. Yeah. So that that's the thing. The gloves are made to be more durable and. And stay lighter so you can paddle easier and faster. Mm-hmm. So that's just that's kind of where we're where we're at now, you know. Um, it's How been a many? Fun ride, so you, you know? have is it three products? Pretty easy. Yeah, we have the we have the three. We have we have a, like a river boot for you know without loops to get caught on the river for you know river surfers mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. We go three mil, five mil, and eight mil. They use Ooh. eight mil and like Iceland, but because it doesn't soak any water in the whole bottom half, yeah, it stays so much lighter. Like the guys, like the waves that we grew up riding in the Northeast, like it's no joke, like pipeline shore break, right? Yeah. Like just so if you you can't get to your feet lightning fast, yeah, you're done. It's not going to work, you know. So that's kind of what what we came up, you know, better barefoot feel better yeah um performance in terms of i mean because there's so many times where that front foot you know you kind of drags, drags yeah. and, and yeah. you go to jump and it's in those steep waves that you kind of yeah. like the board's dropping you're dragging and if you yeah both those come up together that's yeah. that's yeah. how i got hurt yeah well, you know i, I couldn't get to my feet fast enough <laughs> going back to it the better fit the better performance and the warmer you stay yeah. Right. And, and you mentioned that you could read more if they feel like they're getting Stretching. stretched out or whatever. You could remold them, or do yeah, they you can mold them hundreds of times, like okay. over and over again. You can't, you know, that that never goes away. Like if you got kids, yeah, 
because you get a second year into, out of them, you know, like that. They're super durable. This this thermoform, like I had a house at, at San Miguel, right? Yeah. And it's all lava boulders with barnacles on them and muscles, right? Yeah. Like sharp. I used to go through a pair of wetsuit boots every, you know, half a season down there, like two two sets of boots a season. Because these, like the outside's more durable, but they also don't have any seams in the whole lower half. And that's always the death of a boot, right? Like as the seam starts leaking, your toe gets cold, you need a new one. Yeah. We don't. The only seams are up around the top of your foot and those never leak or fail. So that's been a good... You know. And most of the shops will get outfitted with one of these heaters? We were doing... It's funny, these heaters are new. We were doing little water kettles because you can do it at home with hot water. You just fill it up with boiling water like halfway up just to the shiny part. Give it five minutes, pour the water out, cool water in, then get your foot in there. Okay. And that works too. The shops were doing that, but hot water... Kind of awkward yeah, and messy, on the, and then the boots around. are wet and, and that kind of thing. So it worked, but it wasn't ideal. You yeah. know? So well, this, this is, is the this is the new way to do it, and all the shops are, are loving this. It's got a nice fit, for sure. Yeah. Okay. You might as well mold this guy. Yeah. He's probably just about ready for you. Does it feel comfortable? Like it's not too small, right? Because you're one size below your shoe size. Right? Yeah. Like this. So. My, my big toe, I could tell is at the end, but... That's how you want them. Yeah, At exactly. first, is you want them pretty exactly. tight. And you can do it again with hot water if it feels like it's yeah. a little too tight. But because they won't loosen up when they go in the water, right? They're gonna stay just like they are. Yeah. That's the good thing about it, right? Like it doesn't stretch it's out. Kind of exciting, it's huh? It's kind of game changing. Like I am really excited to go surfing booties again. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's hey, you that's making a booty call, dude? <laughs> Yeah. We used to work at HSS. Right. You know, the telephone yeah. would ring and yell, uh, Cave, pick up line one, booty call, line one. <laughs> That's funny. We got a booty call on line one. <laughs> That's funny. So, look at this. Sorry, real quick. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Incredible. Cool. Cool uh, inventions progressing. Yeah, I, you know, I've gotten to do some really fun stuff. You know, having the I've got a couple places in Baja that you know little surf shacks that I that I use, and I've been lucky to you know spend get to spend some time down there in yeah. between all this stuff. And I always like to say like I learned two things from from Mexico. You know, one was patience, right? Because I'm a kid that grew up in New York. You know, but you know how long it is? Bustle. Yeah, you know what the New York minute is. The New York minute is if you get to the front of the deli line <laughs> and you don't like instantly say what you want, and if yeah. you go, um, oh, all, you're um like the guy behind you is like, oh, come on, why yeah. were you young here? You know, yeah. that's, that's no the, soup for you. Yeah, yeah. New that's it. Yeah, you know, and the, the other, soup Nazi. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And the other thing, which is kind of you know, very opposite from New York, is that I learned in Mexico was that happiness is a choice, right? Like. Definitely. You see so many people that have so much less than what you do, and they are completely yeah. happy, very happy. And it, you know, happiness is a choice. Yeah. So, choose happiness. Yeah, for sure. Um, any uh, worldly surf travel trips that are notable? You know, like you Tavi and yeah, I, I was in Nemotu last year. I'd never been to. I never stayed on Nemotu. I'd been to yeah. Tavi 
20 something time and yeah. I was lucky I went before they even opened so I went a lot over the years and was friends with Dave Clark and friends with yeah. John Roseman and Rick and you know just great friends like just being part of that experience in its early days was so special so yeah. amazing you know and Nemotas I mean again you're customer service the food yeah. the atmosphere it's absolutely it's a really cool vibe and i never served nemotu left before yeah. that you know and it was so good yeah like as you get a little older the pools like, you know with the you know, right the, you know there's a lot of yeah i mean i moved to la jolla to surf big rock you know just like i'm you know that left i'm going there you know when i when i first moved from from newport to yeah. san diego when i was working at rusty you know but I can't make the drop at Big Rock anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, cloud break, you know, challenging for sure as you get old. And uh, Nemotu left's really good for, for the older guy. And you got a little roll in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like it's the same place. rippable wave, right? It's like rippable. It's, it's user-friendly compared to cloud break, you know? Yeah. Yeah, cloud break's hard. experience. Cloud break is intense, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're in ones that swing wide, the inside's yeah. gnarly, and it's yeah. powerful. And Anything it's over six foot, water. it's like serious, kind of like, okay. It's so like, 20 times the tally. Probably, yeah. Nice. It's, it's right in that ballpark for sure. Yeah. You know, so I feel blessed to have gotten to experience all that. Mental-wise? Yeah, a few times. I didn't go for about 20 years. I bought a, my place in outside of Cabo, and because uh, I could see it kind of getting crowded then. And I went, my friends talked me into going with Martin Daly this year. Sick. And um, I'd never met him and just had such a good time talking to him. And, and uh, You just went? Yeah, I just went in, in the fall. Nice. And uh, had such a good time talking to him. I really enjoyed his company and just, he, he's got so many stories. Yeah. He's got a book coming out that'll, it's a good read. Yeah. I got to read it early. Yeah, the, nice. The, the pirate shit that guy's seen. He is a pirate. He yeah. is a legit pirate. Kemp, and, Kempton told us some stories about the crossing and just yeah. how he was, yeah. you know, and, Kempton was the guy yeah. making sure the papers were all lined up and things were yeah. good and they're not, and, yeah. and he was the complete opposite. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you watched Dark Seas? Yeah. 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 Killer, killer, kind of what? Underground film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but that was like, you know, I, that was a part of my past. You yeah. know, all, all of that stuff. I knew a lot of those guys, and you know, it's, uh, you know, it's stuff that we all went through. You yeah, know? some of us didn't make it through it. Yeah, you know, but I mean, when you look at surfing, what a cast of characters, Dude. right? Like all walks of life. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, you know, like Hollywood got nothing on on surfers in terms yeah. of like just the, the the colorful characters that inhabit the space right yeah. well it's funny we talk about hollywood and, and movie entertainment industry mm -hmm. whenever they pay attention to the surf mm -hmm. culture there's such a boom in 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 our industry yeah you know it helps yeah lift the yeah the blue crush bubble the <laughs> yeah well endless summer and then endless yeah. summer too like yeah. we felt uh, yeah you know, absolutely. And I mean, in the beginning with the Gidget and Beach Plank and Bingos, all yeah. that stuff totally just put yeah. us on the put the surf industry on the map, and it yeah. grew. Yeah, there'll always be you know, I mean, North Shore recycles <laughs> of like Hollywood, you know, yeah. takes on on yeah. our culture. But with the, all the film festivals and all the people, mm -hmm. and and how now they the equipment's a lot cheaper yeah. and people could produce. Yeah, like 
whether it's a documentary or some, you know, some sort of like authentic story, it's definitely easier to get out there now. For sure. I mean, just doing Solite, like my partner and I do kind of what it took eight people to do in the beginning of FCS. You know, like we were able to do that, you know, basically with a little couple hired guns here and there, but, but. You know, everything's so automated now. Marketing's... Com- I mean, there was a good old days when you could do an ad and sit back for a month and then do the next one. And, and then scramble 24 hours for the next one's due. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, all this stuff, whether it's digital marketing or just, you know, being able to transfer money and keep accounts and the Shopify platform and all that stuff is yeah. so empowering to a s- small entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. It's rad. Have you uh, partaken in any of the wave pools? I yeah, I was lucky enough to get to go to Kelly's last year. I went to Waco a couple times. Um, they're amazing. I amazing. mean, it's it's like a childhood fantasy come true. You know, sitting oh, yeah. at, sitting at Kelly's was surreal. Surreal, exactly. Because you you look at the pool, you look at the setup, and you're like, it just doesn't look. I mean. Besides the scale of it, doesn't yeah. look like anything that you would expect. It's a yeah. rectangle. Cool. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I don't know. How's this going to... It's just weird. Yeah. yeah. And boom, that thing just starts rolling. And you're yeah. like, how... It's perfect. Well, I, I loved how you, you could... It was almost like surfing by Braille. Yeah. Because it doesn't change till you get into that, that inside section, you know? Yeah. But, like, you're just... You can lay in... You, you learn by Braille the transitions and you can just... Lay into it as hard as you want to. Yeah. Yeah. You're in my old age. (laughs) Yeah. Where the ocean's really spontaneous, even though if you're at a reef, everything's different there. You're kind of, it's so calculated. It's still not like that though. You know, where it's just like not a drop of water different. Yeah. That's, that's what it feels like there. So what kind of boards are you riding these days? Gosh, I got all kinds of stuff. You know, I got a, a bunch of fire wires. Like I love that seaside and beyond i mean now it's it's more about some leaders right like Mm -hmm. i'm you know i'm old and i had some medical stuff i'm i'm good now but you know it takes you down a a few notches on the i used to be able to out paddle anybody and now i now i can't you know so like that seaside and beyond that rob did that seven footer yeah so fun like if you only have one board that's a good one like you know two to eight feet yeah i I had Watching Rob on that board inspired me to get a, a mid-length there. Yeah. And I got one from Tim Stamps, and yeah. I wrote it just in some beach break stuff. I yeah. wrote it at, like, Las Gavotas. I wrote it at Rincon. I wrote yeah. it at Malibu. Yeah. You know, kind of, like, more drawn out. But even out here... It's, it's the new yeah. cheater model. Huh? It is yeah. such a cheater. And yeah. I, the only reason I got it is, one, because it looks really... You know, that yeah. type of surfing is fun. But, you know, I go to Rincon, and I want to write a shortboard and yeah. make the hell out of it. But then guys are just paddling around yeah. me. And again, I could... Do I want to surf three hours or like yeah. 45 minutes because I'm not going to be able to paddle anymore? <laughs> you yeah. know? Like the yeah. paddling was just a cheat. That's it. And you know what? I just got one of those... It's called a mid-length crisis, right? Pizel? <laughs> mid-length crisis. But Pizel did this thing. He kind of riffed off... Maybe we riffed off what Morse Cole did years ago with that forward V. Yeah. His is more pronounced and it's more rolled. But, you know, 7 7-2. You got a lot of rail, right? Like... So it doesn't come around quite as quick, and you're managing all that rail, especially in a hollow wave. But on that forward V, 
you can rock it real easy rail to rail so the thing's really maneuverable mm. that extra bit of rail doesn't feel like it hangs you up at all wow. whereas on a you know on a longer board you're like whoa i got a lot of rail going in this little barrel here you know kind yeah. of thing so that that's been a really good one i got a miso from rusty okay that like that's a that's a short board to yeah. me yeah it's, it's like you know 35 liters or something like a you know but those boards are so you know like you said maneuverable yeah. you know like yeah. you could still like go vertical you could still do like real wraps yeah push some power it's not yeah. like going i got a board i'm now i gotta go straight no yeah oh no straight. not at all and that's yeah. the cool thing about that that paisel it's like you got a your tail's a ghost right that ghost round tail you know mm-hmm. it's like once you get the nose out of the water and the thing's coming around it, you might as well be on your six six ghost you yeah know, which used to be a step up and then it was the shortboard <laughs> right <laughs> We love yeah. Surf Talk. Yeah. Well, I love you guys. I love what you've done. When, when I listen to, to these things, I, some of the people I know, and, and I always learn stuff, and some of the people I don't know, and then I learn all kinds of stuff that I had no idea. Yeah. Like, wow. Because yeah. you guys really take the time to kind of get into the, to the nitty-gritty. of. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny because it, we talk about the same things, mm-hmm. you know, the same questions ultimately, yeah. Yeah. but every person's different, so every story is different. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's cool that you know your your shark and lightning story. I mean, people are going to be blown away that that has happened to somebody. You know, I'm <laughs> blown away that it happened. To me. <laughs> <laughs> still, we're talking still to the kind of blows my that, mind. Yeah, because yeah. that's like it's such a weird, funny thing. Yeah, that you know, that's something that yeah, some of your friends know. Yeah, but now yeah. it's like. For us, it's yeah. it's, it's uh, fun to listen to, yeah. and for everybody else, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and we get we get obviously guests that are, you know, profiled surfers, you know, and like yeah. everybody knows who they are. Yeah. But it's like how many people that are behind the scenes, like running yeah. FCS for twenty years, you know, yeah. working at Reef and, and coming up with yeah. the you the know Reef Girl Reef Girls and genius, and then you know like <laughs> we're uh, just lucky, yeah, and we're like. Jim, 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 get the guys. And, you know, like when we have guests and, and then other people bring up other names of other, you yeah. know, like industry peers and stuff. It's just yeah. cool how the stories all correlate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get different perspective. Well, yeah. it was an amazing time. Like you really see it now because it's, it is very different, you know? Right. Yeah. Not necessarily worse, but def- yeah. definitely different. Yeah. And uh, so it gives you perspective on what we got to share, you yeah. know? I mean... We had some golden times in terms of, you know, not not a lot of people in the water. Yeah, you know, in our sure. youth, right? Like yeah. com- compared to now, and now, and you didn't have you know. So it's like, when would you want to go back? And now, like yeah. the wave pool scene. It's man, I wish I had this yeah. wave pool technology. Yeah, know, thirty years ago when I was a whippersnapper, but yeah. then, like you said, then it wasn't so crowded in the lineups. It's yeah. just like and boards were good enough. You know yeah. what? Yeah. They were they were maybe not as good as they are now. Arguably, some yeah. some would say they were better. You know, yeah. but but um, you can definitely go back in your mind and uh-oh. remember a wave and surf. <laughs> that happens a lot with Mister Schnuggles. <laughs> that didn't Old sound senile. Good. Lyndon just keep beat, beating his dog. Oh. He he gets a little. Uh, 
he gets a little. That's that's a signal for the end of the podcast, right? Yeah, that's a cue. He's like, good way to segue to wrap it up. In closing, Mr. Snuggles just closed us out. Well, uh, we want to thank our sponsors. We're going to hook our guests up with Shade Sunscreen. Thanks, Strider. Thank you, Strider. Bonsai Bowls, Saints Joe. Yeah, Bonsai right. Bowls located love in these. Southern California and in Hawaii. I love these. Nice hat. I'm stopping on the way home. Coast novelties. Yep. And Ashland Hard Seltzer. You got the variety pack. Go split that Woo-hoo. up. That thing's tasty. Thank you, the Earth Pack. Earth Pack. You know, makes all your all recycle your packaging bags. packaging needs. Yeah. Caballero Pools and Spas. Yes. Hook us and hooking up the, this, the uh, this neon wave. Oh. Killer neon wave is a... Dude. They would probably love to carry you. Your so product. Like, oh, really? They're in... Um, Rochester? Rochester, New York. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And they surf on the lake up there. Yeah. Dude. For oh, sure. man. I can't believe we don't have them already. Yeah. Okay. Neon wave. Neon wave. Love it. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll mix okay. Have you been out there sure. and surfed in the lake with them? I haven't. No. Right. Not yet. Someday. Right. Well, nice. you'll need the eight mils for that. I'll yeah. Call me. <laughs> right. We'll get you the eight mils. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you both decked out. Thank well, you thanks. guys. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate Tyler, it, Tyler. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Lightning Shark Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Love what you guys do. Bonsai Bulls, hands down the best bulls. Period. Seven locations: two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bulls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com for all your party pack and catering needs. You can also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.